Welcome back to XP Waste, where even though I've been fencing for several years, I still very obviously have only 44 attack IRL. Hi, I'm Oxy. And I'm Michael. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. We are XP Waste, we're a old school RuneScape centered podcast. Uh, we usually talk about what's going on in the game, sometimes game updates, talk about different things related to the game. And there is a 99% chance you are going to hear a tangent not related to RuneScape during this episode. It happens all the time. If you're not new around here, welcome back. I, I don't know if I jinx myself, but I distinctly remember saying last episode, we are not spreading around the sickness in my family. It's, I'm like, it's starting to feel like everybody's feeling good. And then... I couldn't breathe this morning because I was so congested. Uh-oh. So, that's me. <laughs> it's back. And the baby has an ear infection. So, that's... Wow, the double whammy. All yeah. right. You guys are killing it over there. In back the to passing house. it. Hell yeah. How are you, Oxy? I am so sore. Oh. And so tired. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, I... Got back into fencing. Um, for those of you that have been around for a while, you've heard about me doing it at my the university I did grad school at. So I started in 2017 when I was a senior at Michigan State. Um, graduated in 2018, didn't do it for my gap year. When I went to my master's program in Central Michigan, um, I joined the fencing team there. And then we had a little bit of a hiccup with this two-week vacation called COVID. Um, and we didn't get back into the gym until March of 2021. Then for the 2021-2022 academic year, myself and two other of my teammates were the only two left after the pandemic. And we kind of had to rebuild the club from the ground up. So I went from doing a lot of active fencing and like super aggressive saber fencing to having to like take a step back and teach people fencing fundamentals and footwork and point control in a discipline called foil. Um, and I didn't get to do as much like hardcore fencing as I wanted to. Uh, but whenever I did, it was God, it was it was so much fun because the the background I had with learning from people who have been fencing their whole lives, um, going to teaching them, I competed in a tournament because they had all they all asked me to do it because I didn't compete in the fall tournament because I was just going to win. So I competed in the spring one and I won because, you know, I just I was better than learners, which is not a big flex. Um, but I recently got back into it. So I graduated in May and I found a club at the end of December. That's about 50 odd minutes away from my house. And it has all three sword styles, kind of mostly foil and epee. But I'm trying to get Saber back into the loop. Um, I could go into detail about what each of them do. Look them up. Saber is the most fun. That's a fact. That is an objective fact. That Saber is the most fun. I say that as someone who fences Saber and is terrible at the other two. Um, but I had my first tournament yesterday. I had my first ever real electric fencing tournament. I had never competed before because in college I did other sports. I, I shot guns for our, um, for our, I guess you could call it a collegiate team. Um, I was a, a small bore and air rifle shooter. Um, let's, the, the European folks listening are like, what in the f are your sports over there in America? But no, we did, um, it was a uh, small bore and air rifle. That's what I spent a lot of time competing in. So I went yesterday 
and Saber was at 10.30 in the morning, and Epe was at 3, or at least it was supposed to start at 3, but I didn't start fencing Epe until 5, and we didn't leave the gym until about 8.30 at night, and we got there at about 8 o'clock in the morning. So we did 12 and a half hours of fencing, watching, fencing, gearing, all that. Then we went to dinner. Then we had to drive an hour and a half back home. I got home at midnight and I nearly died the minute I walked in. And like, it, I am just sore today. Not as sore as I have been and not as sore as I could be. Because I really did not fence very well. Like, I have not gone up against someone who does the same kind of like saber fencing in a long time. To bring it to RuneScape terms, you did Theater of Blood back in 2019 mm -hmm. every single day and you got really 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 good at it and then you took a three-year break from old school runescape and you remember the theater of blood tactics because you used to be the north freezer right but you come back as north freeze and you end up with a cabbage because you are so rusty and out of practice and you're confident that like by the next weekend you're not gonna get a cabbage but that's the performance that you're putting forward right now for the people that you're with after hyping yourself up to be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I used to be like really good at this and you just play like shit. Um, but no, I, I Epe was fun. Cause Epe, I'm not, I don't have the same drive to compete in Epe as I do saber, but saber was rough. That's why I said I had 45 attack because I do a lot with swords and I just did really bad yesterday mm. personally. Um, but I know what I have to work on, so I'm sore, I'm tired, I'm sucking down coffee and water, um, and I'm ready to talk about RuneScape, because <laughs> I did not play anything. And as far as RuneScape goes, dude, what have I done this week? What have you done? Did I, did I get the Hydra Pet this week, or was that last week? I don't actually remember. No, I think it was this week, because once again, we have a COVID problem at work, and once again, four of my five kids are out sick. Again this week? So this whole week. This week, we did nothing at work. I had one kid. I had to give an hour and a half of therapy over the course of like four days to this boy, and that's all I had to do. <laughs> and that's, that's literally it. I kept asking other people, I'm like, what do you need from me? And they were just like, I don't know, nothing. I'm like, please, somebody give me something. So I just like trained fire making and finished a Hydra task. I got the Hydra pet at 511 KC. That was pretty cool. In one task, I got two tails and I, um, and a leather. So, and the pet. So the clog for Hydra is looking really, really good. I just need the jar and it's in the bag. That's nice. Because uh, I, I need the, the heart and the fang for the ring, but those are, apparently those are 1 in 181. I didn't see my first one till like 530 KC, and I legitimately thought they were a 1 in 512 drop. I talked to like Jamie and, um, God, Jamie and somebody else the other day, and we were talking about Hydra rates, and I'm like, yeah, it's 1 in 512. They're like, no, it's not, Oxy. You're, you're getting scammed on the ring pieces. I'm like, oh, man, am I really? But... No, I've just been training fire making. Nothing of sustenance. Are you training? I've been burning money. <laughs> Are you training fire making right now? Task. I'm, that's yeah. That's why I'm looking over. If you're on YouTube, that's why I'm not looking at the camera because I'm I'm pumping through red logs. I got about sixteen thousand more to go until ninety nine. Um, Slayer four hundred k until ninety nine. So we're just we're just 
quietly getting gains. We're not doing anything big. We've not seen any notable drops as of late. Um, my loot tab is kind of stagnated now that my Hydra task is done. And I'm not sure if I want to go hunt another one. Because I've low-key been kind of obsessed with Hydra tasks <laughs> these past couple of weeks. Um, but I know I also like need to get Slayer experience. And it kind of slows my roll a little bit when, like... I don't know. We did a greater demons task. And for some reason, I thought Doc said that he needed to do greater demons. Yeah. Doc Hart. Uh, I thought he needed to do greater demons for something. And turns out he didn't. Um, and I, he's just like, I mean, I guess I need him for combat diaries. So let's go. And we went with, it was me, Cole and Doc. And we did like a quick Zammy trip that turned into a two and a half hour task. So I like 20 more greater demons to kill. And then I don't know. Uh, I don't know what fun way I'm going to get 99 Slayer. It's my last point for, I guess, my week. Is I, I love getting stupid 99s. Mm -hmm. Like, I broke into Jamie's house to get 99 cooking. Um, I got 99 attack by smacking the shit out of some median in the wilderness because I told him I needed someone. I didn't have a knife, and I needed someone to let me into the mage bank. Um, like, I love getting dumb 99s. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get 99 Slayer in a stupid way. I might just have to, like, skip for a really cool boss. Yeah. Like, I might have to get it at Hydra or Zuck or something. Maybe a Jad task will be fun because Jad's cool. Can you imagine a I Zuck just... task? Like, you know you're 100k away and you find the Zuck task and that's it? That would be cool. Uh, And actually, it happened to it happened to Jesse. He got a Zuck task for 99 Slayer and he died on, like, he died in a stupid wave because he was just going too fast. And there wasn't enough Slayer XP available between the waves and killing Zuck. And he would have gotten 99 midway through midway. the Inferno. And yeah. he was, I remember he was pissed when he did you say, blew that. So. Did you say he was going too fast? Oh my God, get out. Too fast. I swear to God. But <laughs> Some of you no, got so that I joke. Don't know. Some of you didn't. I don't, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So I got to find some way to do... I gotta find some way to do 99 Slayer in a fun and stupid way. I've got other plans for other 99s as well. So, we're just just dumb. Dumb 99s is my goal. I have talked far too much in the 11 minutes that we've been recording, Michael. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, besides, like, getting sick again, I've been pretty decent. We got stuck in the house for an entire week because of the ice storm that came through Texas starting Monday and it didn't let up until like Saturday yesterday ish. Mm -hmm. Uh, I braved the storm to go get some food because we're like, we have to eat something other than like, like what we have in the house, which is usually sandwiches or like ramen. <laughs> um, and so I braved the storm to go get wing stop, which was pretty decent. And that was about it. Like that's all that I man, did last week. Man doesn't get man doesn't get groceries. But like wings. Oh no! Is the priority. We got groceries. It. Luckily, we got groceries the day before. So like last Sunday after we recorded, uh, we went to the grocery store. Unbeknownst to us, there would have been a snowstorm or like an ice storm. So we're stocked. But like it's still oh, not yeah. stuff that we can just like make for dinners. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, stuck in the house the entire week. So baby didn't go to school, daycare rather. And turns out he had an ear infection, say, like I mentioned. I was going to say school. Motherfucker, he's a year and a half old. What do you mean school? It's but, technically, okay, yeah, if for anyone who cares, it's technically Spanish immersion school. 
So it, it technically is school. It doesn't have a label like preschool, first grade. Like there's no grades. They have age groups. So like you can put your child in there as young as like six months and they have people that will watch them. So like six months all the way up to f- like five years old, I think, four years old. So it technically is school, but people always question me, give me weird looks when I say he's going to school. They're like, wait, he's like a year and a half. I'm like, I know. But that's why. So if I say school, you guys know. I would love to do that. If and when I have children someday, I would love to do like, you know, io sono italiano. So I would love to do like an Italian immersion school yeah. because I cannot speak the language fluently without a lot of practice and being around the culture and the people. Yeah. Like just you said your wife kind of speaks Spanish, right? No. Uh, we're doing not do- at all. No. I mean, She's had, she's taken Spanish class. She's half uh, Mexican, but never learned it mm-hmm. as a kid. And uh, we're both doing Duolingo. That's kind of where we're at. With like, by the time he can actually talk and he knows some Spanish because of this school, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have done enough Duolingo that we can actually have conversations with him. Yeah. I did a, I'm on my 30, I just hit a 30 day streak on Duolingo. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's no, I would it's good. I would love that that kind of opportunity because it's so good to teach kids other languages while they're young because they're so like they're I'm gonna use the term malleable, which sounds a lot creepier than I intend, but um, like their brains yeah. are literally malleable to <laughs> language information. Yeah. So that's why like learning English comes so naturally to babies born in English speaking countries. But learning English is a phonetic nightmare for people who are not born speaking English. Yeah. Because none of our shit... English is the strangest language in the world. It really uh, I say only speaking English fluently. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what other languages are like as far as like pronunciations and shit. But like, you know, I, I would love to teach a child a language fluently because yeah. it's just such a good skill to have. Yeah. There was an epaist in the tournament I was in yesterday who actually beat me in my direct elimination, fourteen to nine, because he ran out of time. Um, and I th- God, I think he was Russian. Oh, he wouldn't have known it by the way he spoke and the way he he just seemed like a normal thirteen year old kid. His dad, I think, he was speaking Russian to him the entire time. I don't think dad said a word in English the entire competition to his son while he was on the strip mm. because I, that was, it was like an advantage that they had because he was giving him fencing advice that nobody else could understand and counter. Oh, wow. So Interesting. like that's, that's just, it's super cool. Mima in the recording booth chat says, Puhatanko suamiet oxy, which I imagine is his way of saying, are you sure finish isn't more difficult? Dumbass. <laughs> um, but I'm not entirely sure because, like I said, I only speak I only speak English and kind of Italian when I'm in the right setting. Man, I'm like not could, I'm not I looking could, forward to yeah. the to the to the community questions all becoming and all coming in different languages. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, it's gonna be great. Who was it? Was it Taco Dog? Who was like I call Sanskrit or yeah. uh, Wingdings or something like that? Wingdings. <sighs> yeah, that's gonna be. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be a good time. But in RuneScape. Other than being stuck at home um, in RuneScape. Sounds like you've been playing a lot of RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> I got my expert mining gloves from the yeah. unidentified minerals. And that, that felt good. Like, that was such a long grind. I think I started mining Amethyst 
like maybe the second week in January, like around right, within like the first 10 days of January, like at least three or four hours a day, potentially more. Uh, let me actually check my amethyst stack because I think it's close to like it's over 15 mil, but let me pull this out. But the expert mining gloves, you have to get the the mining gloves, the superior mining gloves, and then you have to have 60 unidentified minerals to then combine those two into the expert mining gloves. And then the expert mining gloves, when you're wearing them, it has a chance for the ores to not deplete when you're mining. And amethyst, it takes the experts for that to happen. It's 19 million GP worth of just pure amethyst. That's incredible. Um, I love that. That's like, that's like 20 mil a month because it's been about a month since I started potentially. So an extra 20 million GP a month when I'm not doing anything is great. Uh, but yeah, that, that felt good. I'm at 14.7 million, so nearly 15 million mining XP, which I think I mentioned it last episode. But once I finish 15 mil mining, at least for now, I'm going to move on to another pretty AFK skill while I work and while I'm watching TV and stuff. So I think, I think runecrafting is going to be next. And I might head back over to the blood altar and just make blood runes because that's very AFK. The only problem with that, though, is I really, really want like the runecrafting outfit that gives you more blood runes. And so I think I'm going to have to camp at uh, TOA. Or not TOA. <laughs> GOTR. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, hell! I was gonna say, there's no way I'm dry for something else at TOA <laughs> too. But hit me up if you're going to the Guardians of the Rift. Okay, I need to get 90 rune crafting by the end of the year, and skilling mini games for me are all like this is a weird RuneScape phenomenon I have, specifically as a PVMer. I don't know if anybody else like experiences this too. Most of the skilly minigames, other than Winter Tot, are pretty fun to do. Zalcano, Temporos, Guardians of the Rift. There's nothing wrong with them. I am literally never motivated to go do them by myself. <laughs> right. The minute, like, if I, if I put Temporos or Guardians of the Rift or Volcanic Mine on, like, a spin the wheel, and I land on it, I'm going to spin the wheel again. <laughs> like, I'm not going unless I have other people who are going to come with me or other people, notably to, like, instigate going to those bosses. I feel that. I will never be like, all right, fellas, we're going to Zalcano tonight. We're going to make 1.5 mil an hour in ores. It's <laughs> going to be a good time. Or, like, we're going to go get some serious rune crafting gains because, like, half my friends are maxed. Nobody gives a shit about rune crafting gains at this point. Um, I do. <laughs> but we, you're, you're honest to God, the only person the only who's one. looking for post max, like post max XP. Yeah. Um, but like, if someone suggests, like, hey, does somebody want to come to Guardians of the Rift or Temporos? And I, if I'm not actively in the middle of something else, I'll probably say yes, because like, collection log slots good. Yeah, you know? it's good to know. And, yeah, it's it's all. It's all so wildly AFK to a point or after a little while, like I'm not going to die at Temporos. I'm not going to die in a way that matters at Winter Todd or Zalcano. Like, I put my respawn in Prif because I used to die at Zalcano because I did it so much. Oh, so I could just die and go back in and get my stuff and like not worry <laughs> about it. So 
I mean, I'm never too fussed about doing a lot of activities, but I kind of need somebody else to instigate it and like push me there because I'm seldom am I going to join a VC and be like, all right, boys, gear up for Guardians of the Rift. You know what yeah. I mean? I would rather do it in but, duos, if I'm being honest, duos or trios, because I tried to go to the Mass Worlds last night and I, and I kid you not, we failed three times in a row. In a Mass in World? In a Mass World. It failed three hmm. times in a row because I guess everybody was just doing this. their own thing. Very annoying. I've never done small team Guardians of the Rift. It's so much know. better. It, you get way more points. I know more small points. team Temporos is really good. Yeah. But I've never done small team Guardians of the Rift. You get more points and you have control of the game. Uh, so it's like it, it's more fair at the end. Everybody can. Because at the end, uh, if it's like at 94% in a small team, that's only like everybody dumping their essence one more time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even maybe 90%. So you can all kind of time it to where you end the game at the same time versus it just ends without you. And like you have a full inventory of essence that you're about to drop and you can't make it back. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoy small teams better because you control if you're going to lose or not. <laughs> if you're good, it is more risky. The, the, the thing that, that kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say pisses me off is a word, but like I'm irked that like Guardians of the solos are not more viable. Like, soloing mm. Guardians is very hard. I tried it, and I failed, like, four or five times in a row. And people were like, yeah, it's just not worth it. It's kind of like solo Zelcano. You ever soloed Zelcano? No, but I've heard it's not fun. <laughs> I soloed Zelcano one time at, like, 4 a.m. during a bingo. I shit you not, it was a 27-minute kill. Oh, my gosh. That shit took forever in a solo. And I got, like, got like 400 200K. silver ore. Yeah. Like, I was so I'm like this sucks like it's not even like the reward scale for the amount of work that you're doing on your own it should like, it should but like three or four man volcano two to four man volcanic mine apparently small team guardians of the rift is pretty good mm-hmm. one to like one to five is a really good team size for temporos yeah because temporos you can if you're all coordinated and you skip p2 that like first down you can get like you can get a lot of points in small team temp. Nice. And then we don't go to Winter Todd because we spend money on logs. <laughs> we have 153 KC and we will literally never go back. We'll talk about Winter Todd. Ever. Uh, ever. I'm not, ever. I'm not saying that like Mass World Guardians is not good. I just got tilted yesterday. I'll still try it. Like You got to find a good yeah. world. The thing that, that really actually does piss me off is how hard it is to find a world. Because like you can't just like you have to wait outside the portal for the game to end. And mm-hmm. then there's a chance that the 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 lobby is full. Like there's already enough people in there and you can't join. So then it's like hopping world after world after world just to find a world that's that's open. Like I wish they did it like uh like a mixture of Winter Todd and Temporos where it's instanced and you can kind of join in any time, but that no. I wish they did it like Winter Todd, because you can just join the game at any time, even if it's at fifty percent. You can go in there and make contributions, and you may not get the reward crate, but you can still start the game halfway through. And at least with Temporos, the game starts every thirty seconds and it's instant. Mm-hmm. So for me, Guardians kind of fails in that in that regard, because then like you're you're motivated to do it. But then you have to hop like six worlds to find one 
that's ready when right when you hop and then you get in and then you kind of feel like you're stuck in there. It's like, well, I just spent the last 15 minutes trying to get in this stupid game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Alas. It's the God Wars dungeon problem. Like you yeah. take forever to find a world if you're going like in a public space with your friends yeah. and then you just you're stuck there yeah like, that's why god wars trips kind of have to be several hours long because like if not you have it. wasted your time and everybody else's time yep you can't just uh, go in for a quick couple yeah, quick kills quick trips quick trips don't exist no. i mean you could solo for quick kills like i know i don't know i mean there are combat achievements for stamina in god wars dungeon where it's very possible to get a lot of kills i think the commander ziliana gm is 50 kc so you can be at Ziliana for a long time, uh-huh. uh, as a, an example, of yeah. like in an instance, in an instance. Yeah, like a solo trip. Um, so it's it's possible, but like normally, if you want quick kills, you just go by yourself. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. So I'll be I'll be at Guardians. I I actually just remembered I have a bunch of Dale essence, so. I think I need to go to Guardians now anytime I'm not doing anything else because I don't have the Colossal Pouch and I don't have any of the pieces. So once I get all four of those things, all four of the pieces, and then the Colossal Pouch, I'm set to just go to like ZMI and get hella good runecrafting XP. Yeah. Finish 15 mil off in an instant. <laughs> I might just drop the day off that I have. How much do you have? Because like... That's a good question. I'll let you know in five logs when I get back to a bank. But I have a lot of it. But now with now that I have the uh, the blood runes and the and eventually the soul runes unlocked at ninety, that like I'm I'm probably not gonna use the twelve thousand three hundred and twenty seven day off in my <laughs> bank. Like I don't. I could do ZMI, but ZMI like ZMI is so chill though, Oxy. It it is. It, I know. No, I did it for a long time. There's no problem it's with ZMI. Very good like, XP. With uh, well, yeah. unless unless it can compete. I mean, I'm sure it can compete with like higher XP methods, but like it. I don't it know. can. Uh, it can compete with with. Uh, it's way more chill than doing lava runes, and you get around the same oh, XP with. I'm Dale. never doing. Never doing lava never? runes. Never. <laughs> Not even with like. I don't care. Like I take a long time. I will take a long time to do some of these skills if it if it has to come down to that. Like again, there will come a time where I max this account. I don't have a drive to max my account. I don't have a goal to max my account. But I know that after somewhere between forty five hundred and five thousand hours on my account eventually i'm gonna max it i've put so much time into it and i have goals to like increase my total level or my stretch goal for the year is 2250 <laughs> so like at that point you might as well go for a, it yeah a thanks michael b 27 levels away what like you eventually you're gonna be like all right well i got seven more 99s guess i'll just fucking max like, <laughs> it's gonna happen but at the moment and this might change in a couple of months, years. However, I'm not motivated to do like mega sweaty methods. Like I have no drive to three tick granite. I have no drive to two tick swordfish. I have no, I don't care about runners, you know, sepulcher. I'll probably do just because I want to be good at sepulcher and have fun and get black graceful and, you know, do that collection log, all that. But like, uh, 
I'll just I'm gonna be miserable for five months and just sit at Motherload Mine while I record the show for 99 Mining. Like I legitimately am not gonna put too much effort into it. I'll VM. I one of the reasons I VM'd with Jake a couple weeks ago. I was telling him and the other people in VC that like eventually I'm gonna need 99 Mining, and I'm gonna need to call in some favors mm-hmm. from people beyond. <laughs> Beyond just, oh my god, it's Oxy from XP Waste, I need to be able to be like, remember that time we VM'd for your 99 mining? I need you to come VM with me. Yep. Um, so I, be, I always try to jump into a session or two of VM with folks that need 99, just so I have recruits. It's a rolling favor system. <laughs> exactly, yeah. When I, I, have, I have the bodies that I can call upon, you know. <laughs> just, for, just for Volcanic Mine, though. Uh, but... You know, so again, I eh, CBA with with lavas, just because CBA, I guess. That's fair though. I hate I hated doing lavas. I did it for maybe fifteen minutes. I was like, this is not for me. You know. I mean, you get you can get some if you get good runners, you can get absolutely stupid XP rates. Right with runners, but, but that's also stupid GP. Well, I think, well, like, Scape just, like, recruited people in the CC. He, like, paid people. Back when Scape got 99 RuneCrafting, I'm pretty sure he paid, like, Immortal and Darkseid's main and, like, a couple other folks to, like, run him Essence at, like, a discounted rate or whatever. And he was just getting nutty XP because mm-hmm. he paid folks, like, in the clan. Yeah. I think Immortal did the same thing. He was looking for people to run him Essence. Right. Um. But, it's good money. You know. I mean, it's good money if you can, it can get in to be the runner. Not good money if you're paying for it. <laughs> I admit, yeah. I paid people to run me Essence, not in the clan, but an actual runner service. I paid mm-hmm. for runners for like five hours, maybe more, to get 77 runecrafting back in the day at ZMI before they yeah. banned trading. And that was the best decision I ever made. Because back then... Well, that's got to be stupid fast. Yeah, getting, getting to 77 before guardians of the rift was it was not good before dale no it was like you had pure essence and you were doing zmi for like maybe 35k an hour until you got to 77 maybe 40k Oof. but it was bad it was bad man but the, the 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 flip side is like you don't get that much xp at bloods or souls but it's just a better quality of life because you're not mm. doing as much whereas with zmi you're running your butt off for very minimal like return whereas a zaya like you're not doing much and it's an expected that you're not going to get a good return which is fine but now this is is the xp waste yearly reminder that blood rune crafting is a game changer like just just (laughs) get 77 just bite the pillow and get 77 and you will i swear to god rune crafting will not be that bad anymore Mm -hmm. so Especially now that Guardians of the Rift is out, quit bitching and get 77. So. And even 77 at Guardians of the Rift unlocks some of the best XP there because you can craft blood runes while you're in the minigame, mm-hmm. which is a, like that's the highest tier rune you can make. So, yeah, cheer in. But, yeah, I mean, I, speaking of spending money, we got to transition to main title eventually. We're, we've been recording for a while just talking about bullshit, which. <laughs> You know, I feel like the people kind of like sometimes yeah. because you and I are both tired and you and I are both just sort of vibing. So, I mean, you know, who knows? But it's main title content time, Michael. 
Remember it a couple is. weeks ago, I made a suggestion in the Hanani episode, top 10 most overrated purchases for your account? Yeah. Guess what, baby? It's time for that exact thing. So Michael and I have come up with a list of... I'm going to use the term overrated, and I'm going to add some caveats here in a bit. <laughs> overrated purchases for your account, specifically if you're in like the mid to early late game, right? Couple of things. Number one, these aren't in a particular order. I know the, I actually re-listened to the buyable episode that we did. Oh, nice. The, the like permanent unlocks. Um, there's no like order for these that you shouldn't buy or you should buy. They're just things that you don't necessarily need. To build off of that, none of what we're going to suggest is a bad item to have. Right. But the money you would spend on these items are probably better served somewhere else. Right. Yeah. To go back to episode 48, if you could believe it. That's how oh long ago gosh. we did that in February of 22. That's like. So it's like almost what? Damn near a year later, we're talking yeah. about things that you might not want to prioritize first. Like if you go back and. If you look at like <laughs> rigor, construction, zenite jewelry, like those are absolute must haves that are pretty expensive that you should spend your money on and should not buy some of the things you're about to list. None of the items are bad. None of the items are bad. Facts. But what you should, I don't know. I just wouldn't myself prioritize them. I think they're a little overrated because you could spend your money differently. But a lot of it, 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 it feels like a good idea. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a good idea to me. And it probably felt like a good idea to Michael. But in time, like at the time. But the more you play, the more you realize, I maybe don't need this. And we'll explain why for each piece or each whatever. Yeah. Another, the other caveat I have, no purchase of skills is ever overrated. There is no buyable skill that is ever overrated. A higher total level is never a bad thing to have. The only possible exception is fire making. And I know the last time, like you also talked about smithing possibly being not super useful. The reason I say it's not particularly, um, it's not particularly overrated ever is because both the fire making and smithing have mini game alternatives. Yeah. Where like, okay, yeah, you don't you like you don't want to spend six point nine mil or whatever I spent to go from ninety to ninety nine with redwood mm -hmm. ones. Just do it at winter time. It's free. It's cheap. It's easy. You make money. It's it's free. Yeah, yeah, it's free real estate for winter Todd. Turn public chat off. Turn entity hider on yes. and turn public chat off. It's like you're soloing. Winter Todd. It's so much easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast solos if you do those things. I have so, one caveat. No, if you don't mind. It this is no, yeah, this go for is it. a dumb one. But you said there's no viable skill that is ever not worth it. Having done all of them, uh, 99 crafting to me is one of those ones that people shoot for because they're like, oh my gosh, closest telly to the bank. I'm gonna take my crafting cape everywhere. I got 99 crafting. And never used it. The only reason I use it now is because it's conveniently located on the same cape that I take everywhere, which is the max mm -hmm. cape. It's on the max cape, so I'm going to the crafting guild. But like, there's other skills that are probably way more useful that have a decently close tally to a bank 
that's unlimited. Strength cape is one of them. No, nobody says that. Nobody ever talks about the fact that you can have unlimited teleports to the Warriors Guild that is decently close to a bank, and everybody gets 99 strength. The other one is the farming cape. That is very close to a bank, and everybody gets the farming cape in the sense that like you're just going to get it over time, and you make a mm-hmm. bunch of money for your account doing herb runs. That's my little should, skiller's corner, but yeah. We should do like an analysis breakdown episode one day where we look at all 23 skills and we kind of talk about 99s, their perks, and like how to prioritize them if you have to do that. Because like somebody out there that. with like 60, far- somebody with like 60 farming is listening right now going bullshit. Nobody, like not everybody gets 99 farming. Everybody gets 99 farming. You have to put a little bit of investment in, but 99 farming is more a time sink than it is a gold sink. You just have to put a little bit of effort in for like 10 minutes a day and you'll get 99 farming. 99 combats (laughs) are all passive. 99 gathering. It's when you get to the gathering and the production skills are when you actually have to focus and like a lot time and a lot resources to it. But combat slayer stuff like that. Farming it all, it all, comes in time but we should yeah we should do a full a full skill analysis episode that'd be fun yeah. trillo and jake in the recording booth chat they basically said the same thing the farming cape is a budget construction cape in the sense that it's one of the closest teleports to an actual spirit tree so mm-hmm. if you have a spirit tree in your house you tell it to the farming guild you use the bank and then you use the spirit tree that's right there to go to your house and then you're off you're off it's basically what everybody does with their construction cape is they go to their house and they use that as like their hub to go everywhere else. So yeah, if you mm-hmm. that's I mean that's another reason to get nine nine farming. There's people who take yeah. their farming cape everywhere, which is good. Yeah, it's good. But go go listen to that other episodes. Episode forty eight, yeah. best Bible upgrades for your account. We're in the thick of leagues three during that episode. Mm. So go listen to that one if you have a lot of money to spend and you want to know what to spend it on. But we're gonna tell you today about what not to spend your money on and i'm gonna start off the rip i'm gonna retcon that episode yeah. in the very first one. i love that uh i actually <laughs> sent this to michael and i explained to him how it was a retcon he's like damn it really is isn't it um it's on my phone so if i'm looking down that's why awesome um the avernic defender hilt the avernic defender has i think when we did that episode the avernic was like a cool 40 mil since the release of TOA, the Avernic Defender is 89.4 mil at the moment. So, Avernic is quite a bit overrated. Why? The Avernic Defender doesn't give a strength bonus. And I'm going... I it Okay, it does. It has a plus two strength bonus. It doesn't give a max hit. Mm. When we're talking about melee upgrades, I'm going to use the term mid-game max. That is an official XP waste term. We've confirmed it with Jagex. Um, They said you should do a whole episode about this because not only are you intelligent, but also handsome. Um, Mid-game max. Bandos. um, Fire Cape. Torture. Uh... God, what else? Uh, probably Dragon Defender, Ferocious Gloves, things like that. They don't... Jaw is another one. The Avernic doesn't add a max hit when you have everything else. When you have Dragon Boots, um, so basically without Prims, which we'll get to, and without an Avernic, you don't gain a hit. 
at all. You get 36.5 instead of 36, and I'm almost certain it rounds down. Um, that's with like piety and super combat, things like that. So the Avernic makes a marginal difference, but not one that is going to be really noticeable for now. It might tip the scales a bit when you get to Absolute Max, Torva and Infernal Cape, notably. Um, and it might change things when you're on task. But for the moment, you know, the mid-game max that we're referring to is, you know, Bandos and stuff like that. It's, it's not worth it. 90 mil is better served other places. Yeah. And I, I'm the first to admit that I hyped the Avernic up pretty, pretty big back when it was half the price. And even then, I don't know if that was great advice to give you guys. So if I were you, stray away from the Avernic for now. Again, to build on the point that I made earlier, you guys got to understand that none of these are bad upgrades. If you have an Avernic or you're on the cusp of getting an Avernic because you've been saving for it, you're not in a bad place to have it. Your, your money's just probably spent better elsewhere. And if I have an Avernic, Michael has an Avernic, everyone, eventually you get to a point where you have one. Don't, it's not a, it's not a first viable upgrade yeah. for sure. I, so yeah, we're just going to get the retcon out of the way, unfortunately, I, for all you long time listeners yeah. there. I will say episode 48, uh, TOA hadn't come out yet. Everybody was doing, everybody was doing Theater of Blood as their main raid. And now the Avernic is pushing like 90 mil so that's 90 million gp that you could spend very well and better in other places whereas back then if you're you know you're gonna go back and listen to the episode if i if i had to guess i would think i didn't listen to the episode so correct me if i'm wrong oxy but like i would guess that the that the verdict was probably between 30 and 50 mil back then it was between 38 and 41 okay yeah. So so yeah. half the and, price. Yeah, a little bit huge a little difference. Bit more, a little bit less than half. Yeah, it was it was quite a bit uh, quite a bit less. Trillo in the recording booth chat. He he just sent a meme. It was the the Pepe hands, and he said, "I bought an Avernic recently. Now Oxy from XP Way said it's bad." And I know he's saying that as a joke, but this is where the caveat comes in. Of like, so you've made an upgrade for your account. You're never gonna get rid of the Avernic Defender. You have that plus two strength bonus forever. It's it's going to help you on task. It's going to help you when you upgrade your armor. Like it's if you've done it, don't like kick yourself <laughs> that you've upgraded because you're going to do it eventually. Yeah. It's just in our humble opinion that it's maybe not the best decision if you don't have everything else, right? You want to take the next one, Michael, or do you want me to take the next one? The next two are kind of like the more they're yin and yang they're the same thing yeah, more or less i'll take it so the next two are your boot upgrades which you could actually make a point that all three of the quote-unquote jordans like the boots that you can mm -hmm. upgrade from cerberus are kind of overrated uh mm -hmm. notably though people go for prims and they go for uh, pegasians those are the ones that people are like yeah man I want to look fly. I want to look high level, if you will. And mm -hmm. Oxy made the point here. Prims only give you a plus one to your strength bonus. And there's no max hit gained in any mid-game gear. With the caveat being, yes, down the line, when you pair the prims with other gear, it does equal out to max hits. Meaning 
you're it more might. DPS. Um, so I'm sure if you're wearing max strength and you have prims versus dragon boots, something is bound to change. Again, though, we we're referring to this for anyone listening who's in this like I have max everything space. This is the mid game max talk, right? This is you just got Bandos, you just got Fire Cape, you just got Jaw. You're not going to upgrade to Torva for a long time because yeah. there is a significant discrepancy in price. And maybe and maybe you're this rocking is going to sound elitist. There's a significant discrepancy in skill between the Fire Cape and the Infernal Cape as well. Yeah. So it's going to be a long time before you get to absolute max if you've just hit mid game max, right. and the money is better spent elsewhere other than prims because prims are. They're nice once you get to the higher end, but same for occasions. Um, there's no damage. Uh, what occasions are garbage? What does no damage mean? So, I, I I made a list last night on my <laughs> way home from the tournament, and I just screenshotted it and sent it to Michael. You know, how Missouri gives a damage boost for range, a range strength. Bonus? Oh, okay. Just like the anguish gives a range strength bonus, pegs don't do that. Pegs have a marginally better accuracy bonus than god dehyde boots, but that's it. They don't offer a strength bonus. They don't offer much of an accuracy bonus that's, like, worth... If it was, like, 20 more accuracy, okay, you might have had me there for, for pegs, but honestly, it's, it's really not... It's not anything to ride home about. If I were a betting man, right... If you're a max player listening to this, you're probably going to agree that even for Inferno gear progression, pegs are the last thing you purchase. Hmm. If, I, if I gave you all the money in the world, except you couldn't buy one item from the max range setup, <laughs> you know, Missouri, Tebow, Zarite, Van Braces, Anguish, pegs, pegs would be your last choice because pegs essentially offer nothing of value and they cost like 35 40 mil like how much are they they're 39 yeah mil. i was about to say and that's just because of the rarity of the ranger boot like they're not they're really not worth the money you are spending if you've just bought a pair of pegasian boots sell them bitches back and buy something else yep right Again, if you have everything, go ahead and own Pegasians. There's no problem with it. But, like, you could do the Inferno and fucking mole slippers and you'll be fine. Pegasians are not a significant upgrade. So, like, the boot progression for range is weird. You've got, like, Snakeskin and Shazian, which are at best, right? And then you've got God Dehyde, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then you've got pegs, which are just a little bit better, but only by like one to five points max. I don't have the stats in front of me to know for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why I put pegs on there as well, because pegs are just pegs are arguably my least favorite on this list of all the items. Nothing makes me more upset than <laughs> boots. I don't know why, but I had Pegasians yeah. for a long time and I bought them. I want to say I bought them when they were like nearing 20 to 25 mil i don't know what happened to ranger boots but they just crashed and i was gonna say god damn i think this was before toa and before there was really like a great uh there's before there was like a a, a real need for a strong range setup because with missouri mm -hmm. just made range 
that much stronger. And so uh, I recently sold my pegs for like 41 mil. And I'm, I'm happy I did that. Because I think it literally was a conversation that Oxy and I had. He's like, you don't need pegs. Just bring plus dehyde boots. It's like 40 mil over one mil for a marginal difference. It, it really mm-hmm. made me think like I could spend 40 million GP on so much better things. And I bought a Sang staff, which is a mar- like a major upgrade over any other, you know, magic staff. We'll get to that in the, in the, in this list, but yeah. Yeah. Sell your, sell your pegasians. I mean, I have the prims and I probably won't sell them. Because to me, what are they, like 22 mil or something? Mm-hmm. They're not bad. They're 23 mil. And uh, I, br- I bring them everywhere. So like, I probably will never sell my prims. But if you are in the market for gear upgrades, I think that's what this is all about. Is like, if you're in the market for gear upgrades, these are the things that you want to prioritize last. Because mm-hmm. they're the overrated. Everybody says, oh. You look dumb in your dragon boots. Oh, you look dumb in the blessedy hide. Listen, dude. Looks are not everything. It's about what is the stats of those items that really makes a mm-hmm. difference. You could be a max main, max 2277 total, and still rock the dragon boots and have a great time. <laughs> you will get made fun of at TOB. You will get Because made. I have been made fun of at TOB while on my scythe rebuild. And that's I just was life, rocking man. the Dragon Boots G for a long time, and I was getting shit all over at Varys and Haza for specifically because I had the ornament kit on them. But like, when when you're in a position where like your money has to be spent elsewhere, or you're prioritizing other things, just just look dumb. Just yeah. put stupid shoes on. We we promise you guys, you'll you'll own prims and pegs eventually. And if you again, I'm gonna drive it home with every single point here. If you have the money to own everything, go ahead and own everything. It doesn't matter. We're specifically talking mid to early late game accounts. That's right. kind of who we it's kind of who we thrive to talk yeah. about here. If so. your bank is less than 500 mil total, we're talking to you. Cuz you say it shouldn't have pegs in it. That's for damn sure. Right, cuz that's like no 10% of your, boots. That's like 10% of your bank <laughs> on one item nearly. Mm-hmm. Should not have no goddamn pegs in them if you have less than 500 mil, which sounds elitist, but I don't care. Sell it and buy construction. Buy skills. Put that money towards the Sang staff. Yeah. This put is that money towards. This is just encouragement. Um, this is not us saying that you're, you know, a low level, stupid noob, blah, blah, blah. This is encouragement oh, yeah. to say, hey, if nobody told you, we're trying to tell you now that they're overrated kind of how Mm -hmm. this goes like spend the 39 mil somewhere else specifically for this there are other items that the price difference may not be a huge difference like it's not going to break the bank to own ferocious gloves but again ferocious gloves have you know i don't think they're on this list but i it's ferocious gloves are ferocious gloves are awesome for melee but compared to barrow's gloves you know, Bear's gloves are all around good utility for any of the combat styles versus, versus having a specific glove switch for melee. To me, it's like that they're, they're cheap, so it doesn't really matter. But if Ferocious gloves were 40 mil, I'd be like, listen, just do recipe for disaster. Get yourself some Barrow's gloves. 
and spend the money later. But ferocious gloves are like what five or six mil. It's not going to break the bank. No, they're not. And ferocious gloves, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's still only a plus two. So I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the reason why we have included it like that. And well, we have some honorable mentions that we'll get to here towards the end as well. But like. You could argue that plus two strength bonus from the Avernic versus plus two strength bonus from Ferocious Gloves. Why do I have to pick one over the other? Because one of them is 90 mil and one of them is six mil. Yeah. So yeah. Like, that's it's literally because it's cheaper. And Ferocious Gloves, you, you will take a glove switch a lot of places. Um, so, yeah. The next one we have on our list, this is going to be... Th- I, my, I'm interested to hear Michael's thoughts on this one. Because a lot of people do this specific rebuild when you're at this point in your account. Do not buy the crystal helmet. I would agree. The crystal helmet with crystal armor, it gives 5% accuracy bonus and it gives a 2.5% damage bonus. That is a tiny fraction of what the body and the legs give. And... There are two alternatives to what you will be wearing over the crystal helm in almost every single situation, and that is the the jaw that need is not face guard or the slayer helm. Mm-hmm. If you're in the inferno, you're probably wearing a justy helm or a varax helm for tanking. I do not think the crystal helm is at all worth it, especially if you're on a bow for rebuild. Right. Save yourself however many millions of GP it is to create it and charge it and buy the armor seed. Do not buy the crystal helmet. Yeah. I do not think it is worth again, 2.5% damage. It might you it might make a little bit of a difference. Truly, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth spending that money. I yeah. really don't. I think the thought around the crystal armor is people have it in their mind that it's a set bonus. They changed it that. Not. They changed it. That was a quality yep. of life change that happened a long time ago where you don't need to wear every single piece to get the effects of the armor, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a great update. Um, it actually revived the life. You know, it, it brought that back. It brought that armor back to life in the game. Armor seeds were like nine mil when they made that change. Though them bitches shot up a lot yes, because of that change, because they made it instead of. 15% damage and 30% accuracy with the whole set. They broke it up piece by piece, yeah. depending on how many armor seeds it took to make. So I think you need, what, six armor seeds total to make the whole set? Yeah. So the more armor seeds you need to make a piece, the more accuracy and damage it gives, respectively. You need one armor seed for the helmet. You get the least amount of bonuses for the helmet. The Slayer helmet will give you more damage on task than a Crystal helmet will give. Right. The need is not face guard particularly for raids is when you will be wearing the face guard. Um, You don't have any negative bonuses. You get a prayer bonus and you don't have to switch helmets for melee. Yeah. So yeah, you're good. The only place not buy the crystal helmet, even if you're on a rebuild, I can't think of a single place where you would probably take a crystal helm switch. Yes. If you've got all of the gear in the world, we're not talking to you because you probably own a crystal helm. But if you are about to sell your bank and you're like, I'm going to do a Bofa rebuild because you just listened to our episode about rebuilds. Like, I'm going to do a Bofa rebuild. And people are like, you're going to need six armor seeds. You tell them, no, I only need five because I'm not buying the helm. 
That's what I did. I bought. Yeah. Yeah, I bought. Uh, I bought four armor seeds, and I got one as a drop. Mima says Zalra in the recording booth. Chat, I was going to counter. Which, I'm going to counter with uh, the Serp Helm. Well, <laughs> you are correct that the Serp Helm does offer, does give the Venom protection. That's why you want to wear mm-hmm. that. Apparently, my understanding is that it's better for main accounts to wear Missouri Crystal or Ancestral Hat, depending on the style, and bring an anti-venom with you. Because it, I think, saves money over time if you're doing like 5,000 Zalra kills. It's upkeep. You have to do a shitload of Zalra to balance out the price (laughs) of the Crystal Helm. Yeah. So... There are situations like Mima is correct. the The extra damage might be helpful at Zalra. The extra damage might be helpful in Chambers. Might be helpful in TOA. I don't think two point five percent and five percent, respectively, for damage and accuracy, are are worth the money that you could spend. Eat hell, up. Treat yourself to dragon darts with the money you would spend on a crystal helmet, and watch the difference that makes. Instead of a crystal helm, buy four thousand dragon darts with that money, and just just see what difference it makes. So, yeah, yep. I was gonna say, I have full crystal, and in almost every situation, it stays in the bank. The crystal helm. I'm either on a slayer task, or I'm bringing the face guard, because it's a raid. Ooh, I will. Oh, okay. There's one more thing we forgot to mention. There's a brand new change as of yesterday. You can die the crystal armor. Oh now. yeah. <laughs> so if you try to get that mad drip, you could, <laughs> you could buy the crystal helm to look real fancy. I've been. I think. Yeah. I think I was telling Michael last week that like when this crystal call, like when this crystal armor recolor comes out, I need to buy a blade of Saldor so I can finally do a Darth Vader cosplay. Oh. Because I can corrupt the the blade of Saldor, and I can have the black crystal armor. Bro, like it, it would it'll look with like the infernal cape. God, that'll look super cool. It's the most expensive um, cosplay ever. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a hundred and fifty mil to spare oh. for. God, it'd be like a hundred and eighty to corrupt yeah. the blade. So yeah. no thanks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you could do it for the fashion. I overall, it's not worth it DPS wise. Real quick, what color are you going to make your crystal? Have you thought oh, about it? Oh man, it really depends. I I might make it black or gold uh, because I huh? have the Missouri backpack. So we'll yeah. it's 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 a solution to the Missouri crafting kit looking like dog shit with the crystal armor. So I'm thinking black or gold. Yeah. Let us know in Discord what color you're turning your crystal armor. Yeah, I we want to know and we also want to see. I want to see it. I, I'm really considering oh, but, the yellow mm. because of exactly what you said with the Missouri, because that would push me legitimately. That would push me to do a 350 to get the <laughs> to get the yellow cape because it looks so good. The red might also look good with my Jad helmet. Oh my gosh. You're just gonna have to buy so we'll multiple see. sets. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We might change some colors here and there. You know, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. But I'm so I'm so fucking excited That's for so that update, good, dude. <laughs> um, What's you want to take the next one? Or you want me to I'll take, take the, the next, next one? one? So this is the Trident E, which I assume uh, I I the Trident with the extra charges. Is that what that yes. is? Yes, I mean, we actually talked about this one in the last episode too. Okay, of, not the last episode, episode forty-eight of like. A luxury that's not worth having. Yeah, 
Yeah. So this is the one where you use 10 Kraken Tentacles on your Trident, and it just boosts the charges from 2,500 all the way up to 25,000. Currently, the price of a Kraken Tentacle is 350K. So you're looking at about 3.5 mil just sunken into a Trident, and then an absorbent amount of money to put 25,000 charges on it. When, in my humble opinion, I just learned this last night, a Sang Staff, the three blood runes that it costs to, to charge it, well, it costs, it's per, per cast, it's three blood runes. Mm-hmm. Per cast, it's actually cheaper to use a Sang Staff now because of the price of blood runes. Dude, it is... So when I first bought my Sang staff, I it was like twelve hundred GP a shot. Like it was, it's half it was the an price expensive now. Expensive upgrade, yeah. So genuinely, the the Trident E, they're like you're going to upgrade to a Sang staff eventually. You're going to upgrade to a Shadow eventually. You're going to make the money and find that like oh you need more and like twenty five hundred charges. It's it's not like the end of the world. You're, you're a main account, which if this hasn't already been very obvious, this is not an iron friendly episode. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm sorry. Well, hold on. But I, to, we could to give s- the Greyhelms, yeah, to give the Greyhelms a little bit of credit here. If you want to get any of this shit the Iron Man way, go for it. If you don't want to buy prims, but you get prims, you don't want to buy Pegasians, but you get Ranger boots as a drop. Buy buy a Pegasian crystal. Yeah, I don't care if you get an Avernic and a free for all drop. Use it. I don't care. Right. Like if you're gonna do it the Iron way, sure. <laughs> but this is not an episode that like we're giving Iron's advice of what to do. Because yeah. in addition to not knowing shit about Iron Man mode, we're also we're talking specifically for like mid to late game main accounts. So you could say that like, hey, if you're an and if you're a mid to maybe late mid game Iron Man. And you just got 91 Slayer, don't bust your balls going to, going to Cerberus because, you know, you could go super dry using a bunch of supplies, specifically for the, for the boot upgrades. Um, there's a ton of other things you can get from Theater of Blood that will change your life. So getting an Avernic is not a, uh, it's not detrimental if you're just going to Theater of Blood. So there are certain things that's like, well, in the, in the, in the, there are certain things where if you're going to focus on making the money as a main account to buy it, you could look at that as don't use your time to really grind for it right now. Things will come later. As I, I, I can't tell you how to play your Iron Man account. We're, so, we, you could tell he's fumbling because he has I, no f-ing clue what he's know. talking about. We don't know how to play I'm just Iron trying to bring Man it back. <laughs> so, Greyhelms, I hope you just enjoy our voice because we're not offering you anything of substance. You may substance play your main today. account one day. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Come back to this You might episode. see the light. Yeah, you might see the light. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the next one on our list here to keep it rolling, Armadil. Yeah. Armadil armor has been become the most useless piece of range equipment in the game if you've been playing for a long time or if you used to play but haven't played in the last like year or two armadillo has taken a fat back seat it is the middle child that nobody cares about which is really mean to say but like you've got the oldest child with missouri who 
offers it is like a stupid max hit. Hold on. You get like plus four or five max hits on an Inferno task with Missouri. Wait a second. Missouri is the younger child. Blesty Hyde is the older child. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> but like whatever. I guess Missouri's the baby of the family, even well, though it's the baby's the favorite. <laughs> Babies are always the favorite. I mean sure, I guess the baby's the favorite. <laughs> And then you've got the older, the the actual, the apparent older one, old, reliable, blessed Dehyde. Yeah. <laughs> you take that shit everywhere. Armadil, I swear to God, is like a plus two over blessed Dehyde. Yeah. Let's. I didn't get a chance to look it up last night because it. My my phone wouldn't load for a stretch on my drive home. So Armadil has plus thirty three range attack bonus. Uh. If we go to blessed dehyde body, plus dragon hide armor, plus dragon hide top, um, it has plus thirty for the tops. So it's a plus three attack bonus, no strength bonus. Same thing as the Pagasians. no max hit. No, it's just accuracy. Mm -hmm. Buying armadil. The reason armadil has maintained its price is because number one, Criara sucks, <laughs> and number two. You need the pieces from Missouri. I was going to say, Armadillo is a means to an end. Need the pieces, exactly. If you did not need the pieces for Missouri, Armadillo would be in the bin. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's exactly. Yeah, so would Bandos. So because it's truly. Uh, well, I mean, Bandos would probably be more in the bin if Torva was as accessible as Missouri. That's, that's true. So actually. again, it comes down to. It comes down to the the rating problem. It comes down to the accessibility of gear, double-edged sword, where Missouri Fortified is 361 mil for the entire set, um, and the Torva plate body is 411 mil. So one piece of Torva is more expensive than the entire Missouri Which Fortified Which is insane. Set. Insane. Yeah, so it, it's the accessibility issue. So I feel like even if... You didn't need Bandos for Torva. Bandos would still have some value because, again, the wealth difference to get full Bandos to full Torva is insane. Yeah. So, you know, but no, Armadil is effectively absolutely, it, it's useless. Do not upgrade to Armadil. Again, if you're an Iron Man, I don't care. Do, do whatever you want to do. But, like, you do, do, do not, as a main account, buy Can Armadil. I have a, that... If you have it, sell it. I don't know. I have a confession, Oxy. <laughs> Was your confession? I have never once owned a piece of Armadil on my account. Anytime I've had Armadil, it's been borrowed. Yeah, same. Never once. I, I've never owned it because I could never afford it. And when I wanted to prioritize it, a lot of other people who I was friends with who were doing high-level content were telling me to put my money into other things. They were telling me to put my money into strength-boosting gear. They were telling me to put my money into, like, you know... Buy ancestral, buy a sang staff, buy a dragon hunter lance, buy other items instead of armadil because you're not really doing much of anything like extra with uh, with armadil. Mima, so, yeah, that's Mima in the recording booth chat just called us poor. <laughs> Thanks, Mima. I do I do I need to say the line, Mima? No, do I don't, say it, don't say it. I'm not, I don't say I don't need to say don't the line. Say I'm not here. I'm not here to offend. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here to I'm just here to inform, okay? <laughs> Not here to offend. I'm just here to inform. So the <laughs> um, next one, kind of online, Kriara sucks. ACB. Well, it's not from Kriara. 
<laughs> Ziliana. Come from Criar, but but I mean, if we're gonna double down, Criar sucks. sucks. <laughs> this one's from uh, Ziliana, which is I know there's lore, but again, it just kind of if you didn't know the lore, it's kind of Sarah Dolman ordered Commander Ziliana to steal the Armadil crossbow, and then they got in a big tizzy about it, and so that's why uh, it's dropped from Sarah Dolman and not Armadil. Thank you, Lore Master. <laughs> So ACB, uh, let's see what Oxy said. He said it's mid AF. <laughs> Basically, it, it, it's mid AF. What do you want from me? Uh, it's barely better than the Dragon Crossbow, and it's not as powerful of a spec as the Zarat Crossbow. And the only reason the Armadale Crossbow is still even relevant is because it's a means to an end. <laughs> Again, poor Armadale. The god is just a means to an end here in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandos has stayed relevant because so many people do General Gardor that the, the pieces just are super accessible. But like, how much is an ACB right now? Armado Crossbow. It's probably got to be in like the 20s or 30s. It's 43 mil. Okay. Jesus so it's Christ. 43 mil. Why are you people buying the Armado Crossbow? <laughs> I bet you it's Muspa. I bet you Muffin's making the price go up because of the bolt phase. Well, because, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's in poor, <laughs> it's poor financial planning, right? In there, that people. sense, maybe having the Armadale crossbow is better than the dragon crossbow because. No. Okay, no. <laughs> do you want to know why? Yeah, tell me. Do you want to finish your thought or do you want no, to? No. Okay. My thought was just like, it's the next thing in. You're making money from Muspa. <laughs> See, that right there is the logic that we're trying to beat out of y'all's heads yeah. right there. Michael is, he's humbly using it as an example because I know he knows better. The Armadillo crossbow has 100 range accuracy. The dragon crossbow has 94 range accuracy. Plus six, not that big of a deal. The Armadillo crossbow special attack just sort of happens. The Zarite crossbow special attack guarantees a bolt proc. Yeah. If you hit your target. So as long as it rolls a hit, you're going to proc bolts. You're going to proc diamonds. You're going to proc rubies. You're going to proc sapphires. So that's why Zarite is so expensive. And also Nex sucks and <laughs> does not drop uniques at the same rate the other bosses do. So that is where it, that's where it sits. The crossbow itself doesn't give a damage boost. So with range weapons, right? So let's say, let's look at a weapon like the Abyssal Whip versus the Abyssal Tentacle, right? The Abyssal Whip has a strength bonus of 32. The Abyssal Tentacle has a strength bonus of 36. So on its own, the Abyssal Tentacle hits harder than the Abyssal Whip because it has plus four strength Mm -hmm. bonus, right? The Twisted Bow. The Twisted Bow has 20 range strength. The Toxic Blowpipe has 20 range strength. The, you know, they, they all have the same thing. When a weapon uses ammunition, right, crossbows don't have any range strength at all because the strength comes from the ammunition. Yeah. yeah. The dragon arrows, dragon bolts, dragon darts, those are your max hits. Those are what you want to spend that little bit of extra money on, right? Because... The ACB, the Dragon Crossbow, the Dragon Hunter Crossbow, and the Zarai Crossbow can all fire Dragon Bolts. And that's going to be more significant of a DPS change, right? If you go from, what do you, it's like Mithril Sapphire Bolts, 
If you go from Mithril Sapphire Bolts to Dragon Sapphire Bolts in a Dragon Crossbow, you're going to see a bigger difference than going from a Dragon Crossbow to an Armadil Crossbow. You want to focus on the ammo rather than the weapon, specifically with crossbows, unless, of course, you're doing a lot of DHCB content, mm. right? You will save yourself a lot of money just going for the dragon crossbow. You'll be okay. Yeah. ACB mid as fuck. <laughs> I'm reading on the wiki because I've, I've never looked up like the perks of an armadillo crossbow. Apparently, mm-hmm. it was like the only weapon that had a prayer bonus, the only crossbow that had a prayer bonus, which in some mm-hmm. cases could have been nice. But then now the Zarya crossbow has a prayer bonus. So like, if you're going to be doing some sort of saving up, don't buy a Carmital crossbow. Just save the money and use it later for a Zarya crossbow. Because like, you've been talking about different range styles. Crossbows are not generally like thought of as the main way to train range or even the main viable way to kill things with range that's why both is so expensive and tebow is the god it is you know um yeah so there's it takes the back seat in most content there's certain content where it's great but it takes a back seat and so like if you got an acb more than likely, it would just sit in the bank and collect dust for a long time until you're like, oh, let's go to must buy or let's go kill next. Crossbows are dependent on the content that you're doing. If it has a lot of health, bring a crossbow, right? If you don't have a T-bow, if it has a low magic level and a lot of health, a crossbow is what you want to use because you can ruby bolt proc and the T-bow is not going to hit that well, mm-hmm. right? The crossbow is a tick slower than, um, than Bofo. It's three ticks slower than a blowpipe. So on average, you get less DPS like per shot, roughly. Um, but it's situational, right? Yeah. Like a boss like Criara, you're going to be served about the same bringing Diamond Dragon Bolts E and a Bofa. You're going to be about the same because Criara has a ridiculous defense. And cutting through that defense with Diamond Bolts is good. But old reliable Bofa... It's just also a good weapon to have. Yeah. Tebow, I don't know. Is Tebow best in slot at Kriara? I don't actually know. It might be. Um, but, like, obviously, Chins with the melee is the best way to do it. But, you know, Mima says the Shadow is best in slot at Kriara. Someone's going to need to fact check that Ooh. because I do not own a Shadow and have never <laughs> brought it to Kriara to know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. Crossbows are not, like, the established meta for a lot of things but like people bring crossbows for your first fire cape yep people used to do acb inferno runs uh before bofa came out if you didn't have a tebow so like i don't know it's, yeah to, crossbows have their place to your point there are places you bring a crossbow but it's not enough to justify the 40 mil for an acb 100 percent. i did chambers with a dragon, dragon crossbow, crossbow forever yeah. before i got my bofa because dragon, I mean, you still get bolt procs. Yeah. You still hit hundreds with rubies. Yeah. You still cut through defense with diamonds. Yeah. Like it, it I, I do muspa now. That even I'm borrowing max everything and I'm still taking a dragon crossbow. It's <laughs> awesome. Like I, eh, I don't know. It's ACB mid. Yeah. Don't use an ACB. People still snipe kills at corp <laughs> against max mains 
with with a well, ruby crossbow, ruby bolt procs. That's that's like specifically if you have like the Zarite crossbow though. That's I've seen because you have to guarantee like they get you have to really guarantee. Lucky. Well, if you ha- if you were with a lot of people, if we brought twenty people to corp and one person hit a hundred, it might take. The that's kill, what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You, so like you have to go in a big like a big mass. Mm-hmm. If we went with like five per- like five people, crossbow is never going to beat it out. Unless it was Ruby, 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 Ruby. Right. But I don't know. To, to yeah. Armadillo, crossbow, mid uh. AF. Buy, buy something else. Um, next one I think is going to be a little interesting. Okay. Um, Go for it. Th- I don't know if controversial is the right word. Sure. The Blood Fury. Huh. Now, I got to be the first to say the Blood Fury is pog as f- <laughs> I love the Blood Fury. It has saved my ass so many times at particularly Theater of Blood. It's really nice for bosses like Cerberus because it keeps you going. Grotesque Guardians, you need less food. Anything you melee and you want to do a long trip, tanking at God Wars. I bring an amulet switch when I tank Krill and, uh, Krill and Bandos because the Blood Fury is just good. Zero says Blood Fury go burr in TOA. You're correct. It does go burr in TOA. Blood Shards cost, according to Runelight, I put shards plural, not singular. Blood Shards are 5.6 mil, and you do not get the Blood Shard back when you use it. You get the Fury back, but not the Blood Shard. It is a good concept overall that it's a degradable item because it keeps the price high. It keeps Vire tasks worth doing. There's a Blood Fury is a good purchase. Mm-hmm. It is a big waste of money. If you got mid 70s, low 80s combat stats, you're training Melee Slayer. Blood Fury is going to be the biggest money sinks that you can buy. Now, Jake bring in the recording booth chat brings up a good point. It only uses charges when you're doing melee. So if you're wearing a Blood Fury to Kelfite Queen, you melee in the first phase, you range in the second phase. It won't use charges in the second phase. Only uses charges while you're doing melee. You just go on shorter trips. Just go on shorter trips. Just eat more food. Just bring more prayer potions. If you're still prioritizing legitimate gear upgrades, Zenites, construction, prayer scrolls, um, if you're going for... If you're buying skills for quests or elite diaries, if you're buying, you know, specific weapons for like combat tasks, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have to like buy, let's say you need to dump all your money into a dragon hunter crossbow so you can get a speed run time at Vorkath, or you need to dump all your money into a Sang staff so you can get a fast time at Zolra and then sell the Sang staff back. Like, don't focus on spending that six mil because the six mil is gone. You can't ever get it back. You'll, you will get the Fury back, and the Blood Fury is a nice, nice piece of equipment to own. Right. But it's not worth it if you don't have the money to consistently buy Blood Shards. That's a good point. Like, we're not saying don't ever buy it. None of these items we're saying don't, like, just skip it all together. It's Other if you have the money. Asian boots. <laughs> Other than I hate big Asian boots. <laughs> Ox is gonna be Other a max like infernal cape main, and not gonna wear not gonna wear climbing pigations. boots G all the way, baby. 
Uh, this is not one of those ones where like, hey, skip it. But if you've got everything else, this is going to be that quality of life that makes doing PVM better. But you have it, to be doing the PVM for the upkeep. Like if you're not making, mm-hmm. if you're not making the money doing the things that it like that where you're using it, it's not worth it. That I, I echoing Oxy's point, like that six mil is better spent somewhere else. Yeah, I think of the places I take a Blood Fury, right? Number one has to be TOB. I'm currently borrowing Torva again. Eventually, I'm going to give the stuff back to Jake, especially think now that he's back home. Uh, I'm going to go back to my normal setup, which is in a way going to feel good because I'll get to like, you know, see upgrades and see changes in bank value more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, Torva, you don't lose a max hit with a Blood Fury, and Theater of Blood's a great place to wear it. I don't care that I lose a max hit in hard mode. I take a blood fury in hard mode. I hate Cerberus with every fiber of my being. And if you have been on a bingo team with me, you know that I will cut through my cash stack like butter to buy blood fury charges to take to Cerberus. Nightmare is a great place to take Cerberus, specifically if you're either tanking or doing Fazanis. Um, and then if you're tanking at God Wars and you're in like a small team of like two to four, a Blood Fury is really nice there as well because you get a little bit of health back and you just extend the trip. The Blood Fury should never be worn in place of a torture when you don't need the extra health. You should never bring a Blood Fury somewhere like Chambers. You should never bring a Blood Fury to Slayer, to... Uh, maybe dagging off kings if you want a long trip but frankly the dk's don't hit you that hard if you're praying correctly it's the damn spina lips which you can heal off of with blood magic by the way um you uh, like a torture is all around better than a blood fury but the blood fury heals you when you hit which if you don't know what a blood fury does is a chance to heal for a percentage of what you've hit with a melee attack Mm -hmm. um the Blood Fury is not a replacement for the torture. If you're between a Blood Shard or a torture, buy the, buy torture. the torture. Yeah, the blood you will own a Blood Fury eventually. And you're gonna be like, "Damn, Oxy, why'd you tell me not to buy this? This thing is awesome." I'm not telling you not to buy it. I'm telling you to wait to buy yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, don't get that twisted. Because <laughs> like, if you walk away with one thing, just remember these are eventual upgrades. Mm-hmm. Eventual, because you're gonna make money. You play this game. And overrated you do... upgrades, baby. Right. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Overrated. Most overrated upgrades for your mid-game account. Hell yeah. You read the title. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, uh, wands. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of experience with wands. I bought, <laughs> bought the Kodai for a little bit. And then, interestingly enough, TOA just kind of made it obsolete, which kind of sucks because I, I bought mine right before TOA. And then I was like, hey, we're going to use it for Slayer. It was great for Slayer because it gives mm. you, you know, it has a chance to save runes and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not the king it used to be, unfortunately. So wands, Oxy says, only the Kodai gives damage, which is Pog. But with the rune pouch upgrade, the water runes are less important. And the Nightmare Staff is half the price, which is great. Um, Ancient Scepter has a 5% damage as well, and it's free. So if you're going, this is kind of relevant now because of Muspa. Because there is that in-between from having the Ancient Staff and the Wands. Now you have that upgrade with the icon that you attach to your Ancient Staff. And it has 
perks that were previously not there. So when we're talking about a thing that will auto-cast ancients, you're better off learning Muspa. It's not even that high of a drop, right? It's like 1 in 50, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't looked at the wiki in a while. It's like 1 in 75. Okay, so like the icon is it's very, very, very obtainable. Um, you can do Muspa. You can kill Phantom Muspa with a crossbow. You can kill it with magic. Like you, you could take all of these, these items that you already have on your mid-game account. Sure, you may not be getting the one or two minute kills that people are obtaining with like really good gear. But the icon is going to be worth it for, the, for your account. Because the amount of time that you use ancient magics in different, like, different styles of ancient magics throughout the, the, the life of your account, it's going to be worth it. And to yeah, think, I need a Kodai. <laughs> Just sell it. <laughs> if you have it, sell it. Because like, it's, 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 it's in the bin, unfortunately. Like, if we didn't need another reason to make Chambers not worth doing, <laughs> it's in the bin. <laughs> I mean, so here here's the the double edge about this. The Kodai has the same strength bonus. Um, Kodai has the same mage damage percent increase, whatever it is, mage strength bonus, um, as the Nightmare Staff. The night they both have fifteen percent magic damage. The Nightmare Staff is like thirty one or thirty two mil at the time of recording. The Kodai is like seventy at the time of recording. Um, they both can auto-cast Ancient Magics, but the Nightmare Staff is a shell of its potential without an orb in it. Ah, yeah. So the Harmonized Orb, which you want to talk about an item that has fallen from grace in the last several years, <laughs> Harmonized Orb allows you to four-tick auto-cast, particularly um, regular, like standard spellbook. So Fire Wave is really good. Volatile Nightmare Orb is a PvP uh, spec weapon where you can KO people pretty quickly. And then Eldritch Nightmare Staff restores prayer when you land hits. So Eldritch Nightmare Staff has gone through the roof since the release of TOA because Eldritch is now best in slot at Inferno. Mm. So the Nightmare Staff itself is the same as Kodai. It doesn't allow you to save water runes like the Kodai does. But again, there's four <coughs> slots in a rune pouch. At 99 Mage, you'll be able to take Blood, Death, Soul, and Water. That is Blood Barrage and Ice Barrage, and you don't need anything else. You might need to adjust it a little bit if you have a lower Mage for Blitz and Burst or whatever the spells are. I don't really remember at this point, but you also auto-cast regular standard spellbook, which you really don't need to do. If you're buying a Nightmare Staff, you shouldn't be doing much auto-casting anyways mm. outside of slayer this might be a little bit i'd like your take michael i'd like your take folks in the recording booth chat you don't really auto cast anything if you're not bursting once you get your first trident you've been the ibon staff you've been whatever mystic staffs you have um the only you you might auto cast standard spellbook at like kraken yeah if you want to AFK, but like you're either using a powered staff or you're manual casting um, because manual casting is four ticks instead of five ticks. Uh, like the auto cast is. Um, I don't know. I, I don't uh, think this is an unpopular opinion, but like I use blood spells at Kraken because kind of lazy. 
That's just expensive. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That just costs a yeah. lot of GP. Yeah. That's why I don't do Well, that's that. just before um, I had a Sang staff and before we learned, hey, yeah. Sang's charges are actually cheaper in rune cost than than anything else. Sang, I mean, like a Trident or even Blood. Like, mm-hmm. Blood Burst, you may come out about even. But even then, you're using two Death Runes and four Chaos Runes for one single Blood oh. Burst. And then a blood barrage is four death runes, four blood runes, and a soul rune. So like, it's expensive. Uh, yeah. But you make the money back at Kraken, which is fine. Like you come out nearly profiting every time. But that's that's the only other place I think I could, I could really think that you're besides like you said before, unless you're doing necrols, smoke devils, uh, Abbey demons. Yeah, auto casting. Uh, auto casting on a burstable Slayer task is good because manual casting is annoying as shit when you have to do yeah. that. But like, pretty much all PVM content, you don't auto cast. You bring a powered staff or you manual cast because you have to. If you auto cast at Theater of Blood and Maidens, you're screwed because the the crabs are going to go through. If you auto cast during the Nilo room, you're not going to catch all your doubles. You're not going to be able to freeze piles when you need to. So like. Just, just manual cast yeah. in the higher level situations. If you auto cast in the Inferno, you're probably not going to catch the Nibblers because it's a little too slow. You might. You might be able to. <laughs> but don't. I like to keep my auto cast on Blood Barrage in the Inferno so I can just auto cast that um, and manual cast Ice Barrage. You'll be able to catch Nibblers. Who knows? I've, I have one cape. I'm not an expert. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Wands are super overrated. All the wands up to master don't do shit. They really don't. Even the master wand, it doesn't give you any mage damage bonus. The iron men out there saying I took so long to get it. Yes. Cause eventually you want a Kodai wand main accounts. Don't buy wands. Don't spend the it. time. Don't buy a wand. It's not spend worth the it. time. You would be grinding out a Kodai to just go to TOA and get the, get the thread to upgrade your room pouch. Well, I mean, from the iron perspective, the damage boost is really nice. Like, if you can't, if you're going to do chambers anyway for your prayer scrolls, because iron men kind of have to do chambers to get rigor and augury, and you get a Kodai and you already have a master wand, that's a huge upgrade, because that's 15% damage. If you're a main account, buy a nightmare staff. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Just buy a nightmare staff for 15%. Or if you can't afford either one and you're saving for one of them, don't buy either one of them and just use an ancient scepter from Muspa because the ancient staff is 50k. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's an easy, I, I say easy, it's an obtainable upgrade that's like you're going to make that money makes on your you account. money along yes. the way. Yeah. So, because yeah. money slug go burr. <laughs> Money slug do go kind of burr. Money muffin? I need to do more of it. Question mark? I don't, nope, not, we're not coining that term. Money muffin. Nope. Listen. That's not, that's not for this website. Listen. listen <laughs> There's terms that I didn't like coined, and uh, we won't talk about those. Listen here, man. It just I, The money muffin is for the OnlyFans, not, not for this. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. The cum phase is specific to RuneScape. <laughs> Michael didn't like Bofa either face. for a long time. Michael did not like Bofa for a long time. I refuse to say it. And, uh, if you guys know how to say Bofairdenhin, it's probably because of me. <laughs> Nobody knows how to say fair, like, Fairdenhin. Fair, it's Fairdenhin. Fair You're not even saying it correctly because you call it Bofa. That's yeah, a Bofa, guys. <laughs> but I, I think it's time we move on to some honorable mentions, which are like... 
okay, you don't need them, but if you have them, sure, and they're not super expensive. I've got a couple here listed. Michael, I kind of want your thoughts on yeah. these, because I don't think I sent you the honorable mentions. You did not send them the to me. Shot cut off. So you said earlier that all three um, boots from Cerberus are overrated. You're correct, because Eternals are the first one. The reason Eternals aren't super high, and I'm reminded of it now because Sickology just got an Eternal Crystal drop from Cerberus, they're like 1.7 mil. They just give magic accuracy bonus. They're not that expensive. You don't need them, but also, if you have them, it's probably not burning a hole in your pocket. Right. You know, yeah. It's not like the 40 mil and the 23 mil, respectively, for the other ones. Um, I have them, and I, I take them on Slayer tasks. Otherwise, you're looking at, like, Mystic Boots or yeah. Infinity Boots. So, it's honorable mention. I, I agree with that one. Definitely honorable mention. The next one is a little little dicey. Um, the, the DFS, Dragonfire oh. Shield. Okay. So, the, the main effect of the Dragonfire Shield, why do we take it places to, to subvert Dragonfire? You could do that for free with a regular anti-dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, you will save yourself a couple of mil. The downside is you do lose max hits because the DFS actually has a plus seven strength bonus. Whoa. So if you're meleeing dragons, the DFS might not be a bad upgrade. And it's not that expensive. Dragonfire Shield's 3.4 mil. So, like, it's not, again... It's not mega expensive, but it's also not like you don't need a DFS to do anti-dragon content. You can take an anti-dragon shield. You can take it to Vorkath and you'll get the same damage passive. Yeah. And the DFS is, uh, I think actually the anti-dragon shield is better in some situations when you're ranging dragons as well. Because I'm, I'm not sure if the dragon fire shield has negative range attack bonuses. I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not terribly expensive, but I wouldn't put it at the top of your list because even for Vorkath, like I don't take a Dragonfire Shield, I take an Avernic because yeah. the Avernic has an, an additional strength bonus point and with a super extended anti-fires and mage prey, you subvert Dragonfire damage as it is. So it actually does have a negative that. range attack. It's negative five range attack. Oh, damn. Versus, and it's oh, negative wow. 10 magic. So, Well, you really shouldn't be. No, versus no, no change with the regular anti-tracking shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, no, these four honorable mentions are not the end of the world. Um, Varax is the next one. You don't ever need to use Varax <laughs> anymore. You, you really don't. They've changed the wilderness bosses. Varric can finally rest now because you need it for a combat achievement for Calify Queen. Please, for the love of God, do not main Varric at Calify Queen in 2023. If you're going with the boys for a fun Varric KQ night like we did a couple weeks ago, that's one thing. Do not main hand Varric for anything. You can... Somebody out there is going to say, well, you can still take him to the wilderness bosses. You can if you don't have a, a chain mace, but you're going to lose a Varax piece. You're going to lose one unless you protect item. It's true. And it also means that, like, 
yes, you might hit through prayer, but like you can't bring a torture or a blood fury. And if you're wearing Varex, you can't bring an offhand like a like a dragon defender to the wilderness. You can't bring a ring of suffering for PKing. You can't bring an anti-PK weapon like a a ballista or claws or a bulwark to escape because Varax is going to take up that slot unless you're just content to lose Varax. You don't need Varax armor. <laughs> just just don't. Again, it's like less than a mil for the whole set. So like it's an honorable mention because if you're strapped for cash, you might think you need it. You don't, but like if you have a 40 mil cash stack, Varax is not going to make a difference. Um, the only two Barrow sets you really, really, really need the full set of are Darox and Guffins. That's true. it. True, true, true. You could even argue that you don't need Darox for anything. Especially if you have a Tebow, Tebo, you're not going to use Darox for Mole. Yeah. So Nightmare Zone. You, you could argue. It's really good strength uh, training in Nightmare mm-hmm. Zone. But yeah, every other piece you can go a la carte. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then... The last one I have on here that I'm interested to hear your take, Skiller, Crystal Tools. Hmm, that's a good point. Honorable mention, Crystal Tools are a little overrated for the mid to early late game. What are, you, what are your thoughts? You got a max yeah. cape. You've put in the work for the harpoon, the axe, and the pickaxe. You've done all three of those to 99. I think... Uh, crystal Tools, what are your to thoughts? To be honest, I think the only one that stands out to me is the Crystal Pickaxe. As something that, if you have the money, go for it. But the other two, they're very niche uses. You're gonna probably you want to use an infernal axe if you're doing any sort of AFK woodcutting. And the crystal harpoon is really only viable if you're gonna be doing temporos and you want mm-hmm. and you want an alternative to the infernal pick or infernal harpoon. But the crystal pick does make a difference in volcano in TOA, in places where having the extra, you know, the extra speed. Um, Because, yeah, it's like at the end of the day, a dragon pick will get the job done. Any of the dragon tools will get the job done. Um, But for the other two, the infernal variants are probably way more worth it than, than putting the crystal tool seed and the crystal shard upkeep. Um, mm-hmm. I've been using the crystal pick at Amethyst, and that's just because I'm lazy and I don't want to get my dragon pick out of TOA. And uh, to me, like the shards are not that expensive to me to just go and buy, uh, to just go and like I could do Zolcano for a little while, or I can go buy an enchanted. You could finally get ranked and corrupt. Get ranked and corrupt the gauntlet. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, Mima in the recording booth says the crystal axe is 4.5% faster than dragon. So what does that mean, folks at home? Yeah, you're going to woodcut a little faster. Technically, you get a little bit more XP per hour. (laughs) Tiki says it means Mima's a nerd. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) But whether it's... I think the, the crystal harpoon has a bit of an increase... The crystal pickaxe has like a 3.3% increase over the dragon pick, and the dragon axe or crystal axe is a 4.5% difference. You get a little bit more XP per hour. Hey. That's about it. My my uh my counter to that is like in the places you want to be AFK, like woodcutting is an AFK skill. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. 
who goes out, and this is before forestry. So if you're listening to this in like 2024 and forestry has been out for a while, I don't know anybody who's going out and like actively playing the game 100% focused in like his woodcutting. In the places that you want to be AFK, having a faster axe is a downside to me. (laughs) Yeah, it makes it less AFK. Overall, you're going to be getting more XP per hour, but like you're going to have to focus, and that's not the point. <laughs> like, like you're going to have to focus 4.5 percent yeah. more. Um, <laughs> the what I will say, it might be beneficial if you're two ticking teaks. Okay, yeah, sure, and because that's it's a little bit faster. That's focusing, but you're still potentially getting a log every tick. So, frankly, I'm not sure if it actually matters. Yeah. I know it's. But, Better XP per hour at Redwoods to have a crystal axe. But even then, mm-hmm. you're missing out on so much free fire making XP and so much more AFKness if you're not using an infernal infernal axe. And it's hella mm-hmm. cheap. Like that's the big thing, is like hella hella cheap. Cheap. it's the big thing is like <laughs> when the infernal tools uh were were you know released, it's like you could either sacrifice the tool itself um to charge it again. Or you could go ahead and just use another smoldering stone. Smoldering stones didn't jump up in price until Temporos because it gave it an actual viable use. Because before then, mm-hmm. nobody's using Infernal Pickaxe. Nobody. Don't, don't buy an <laughs> Infernal Pickaxe. It's the don't dumbest thing you could do. Um, and, and, and really, the only use was the Infernal Axe because nobody was using an infernal, infernal Harpoon because you were dropping them bitches anyway. Why did it matter if they were cooked? So, I I rest my case there. Um, I like that. I didn't even consider crystal crystal uh, weaponry, but that's a great honorable mention. Yeah, I I wanted to I wanted to include something for skilling, but like I was trying to think of like what's an overrated skilling upgrade. Like bottomless compost bucket is is hype as shit. So like that's not overrated. Yeah. You know, a lot of like a lot of the skilling upgrades are free. Like, skilling outfits don't cost anything to obtain. There's a time sink to get skilling outfits, which... I got my rogues outfit, by the way. It's just stupid minigame. Um, it's just stupid minigame. But they don't... It doesn't cost money to get any skilling outfits. Right. It's either RNG or it's, like, a point system. Yeah. So, like, I guess the only one you could argue is Mahogany Homes technically costs money for the, the carpenter construction outfit. But, like, that's just... That's construction. Yeah. That's expensive. You're going to be doing it anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, eh, you know, that's, yeah. That I mean, a lot of, I'm looking at my skills tab right now. It's hard to justify skilling items being a bad purchase. So that's why, again, crystal tools aren't horrible. Yeah. But they're just a little overrated. So. That's all we have for this first segment. I hope you guys have gotten something out of this. Um, again, to to reiterate the caveats, spending money on skills is never a bad purchase. Um, these items that we've listed are not bad upgrades. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And when you get to a point in your account when you have them or you've had them for a while, like if you're, again, Infernal Max Caper listening, you're obviously not going to sell your prims because you have everything. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. This isn't us telling you to sell the, the things that you have, though it might not hurt. If you don't have a maxed house, maybe bin the prims, right? If you don't have all four Zenites, maybe bin the pegs. If you don't have prayer scrolls if you don't have the prayer That's level amazing if you don't idea. have if you don't just bin the pegs if if you just want flash money bin the pegs whatever you do bin the goddamn pegs bin the pegs and get rigor that's <laughs> going to be a way better upgrade yeah. than having the bagasians over not having yeah. rigor and again even even like deciding to do a little bit of a flashy upgrade and going from like amethyst darts to dragon darts is going to be big or going from adamant bolts to dragon bolts is going to be big for content instead of like spending 40 mil for something that doesn't make that much of a difference. In addition to just hating Pegasian boots, um, I don't know, go ahead and upgrade as you see fit. Uh, we have an episode about permanent unlocks that are very good that it, I think is very good. We didn't talk about bandos this episode. Um, because, frankly, in my opinion, if you're going to spend money, buy Bandos. Sure. Buy Bandos over most of the upgrades that we've talked about in this episode. I feel episode. like we talked about it because... in that last episode. with like, if you're going to buy anything, <clears throat> Tacits, but you could, you could honestly save money with the torso. Well, yeah. Well, well, Jake in the recording booth chat, in all caps, says, buy a goddamn war. Hmm. And and that makes sense, right? So let's look at this. Let's look at the priorities here, right? The Ward of Elidness, the Bandos Chestplate, and the Pegasian Boots, right? That's the order you would buy those in. The Ward gives a magic damage bonus. It costs, as I've said in the past, 10 cents in a hand job because TOA is ridiculously accessible. And it's like 5 mil right now. It's another FFA item. Uh, BCP is 25, 26, 28. I don't know. It's got good defensive bonuses, but the fighter torso has the same range or the same melee strength and the Pegasian offers you nothing of value. So, you know, it is, it, it, I don't know. It is, it is good. We didn't touch on ancestral because ancestral, if you're in the mid game, probably not hunting for ancestral at the moment. Um, though you will in time. Um, I don't know. So again, gear progression is a funny thing. It also depends on what piece of content you're doing. To close it out, none of what we have suggested are bad items. They're just not what you should put your money into first. Yeah, exactly right. Love it. Yeah. You got anything else for us, Michael? Or is it time to head? Let's to head break? to break. Let's do it. All right, let's do that. It's commercial time, folks. We will see you here in a few minutes.
Hello, hello. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Simon Templeton, owner, operator, sole proprietor, and chief executive officer of Simon Templeton's Totally Legitimate Archaeological Expeditions. You've actually caught me out here at an interesting time. I'm doing work for the Varrock Museum. And as a matter of fact, you've come by at just the right time. You see that pyramid? At the top rests a smaller, shinier pyramid. It's not a very tough trek up, but you see, that's my problem. Last time I tried to go up there, I really hurt my back on the way down, so I haven't been feeling up to the climb lately. But that's where you come in. You see, I've got a guy. He's willing to pay top dollar for those pyramid tops. So I'll make you a deal. For every pyramid top you get me, I'll toss you 10,000 gold. That's right, that's a one with one, two, three, four zeros at the end of it. No diminishing returns, just cold, hard cash. So what do you think? We got a deal? Yep, wait, don't answer that. Just meet me here at my base camp outside the pyramid tomorrow morning. If you get lost on your way over, the pyramid is right next to the edge of the world. Literally, there's nothing there. You stare at the void, the void stares back. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Can't wait to do business with you, partner. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know I sure did. During the break, I got myself some more water and I started um, Noibat Community Day in Pokemon Go. So once this episode is done, I'm going to try to get myself a shiny Noibat because Noibat's cool as hell. You know what else is cool as hell, Michael? What's that? Our Patreon supporters. Yeah. You're damn right. That was It was not a pre-planned transition. We're just that awesome. Um, it's the time where we shout out the people who support us every month unendingly no matter what we do or say or how stupid we look you guys have always been there xp waste may change but the patreon says i don't know where i'm going with this we're just gonna get into it so kicking things off with the wise old man's here that i definitely didn't start reading and then get my filters wrong for the first half of it so kicking it off for real because i would never make that mistake uh we have Arionix, a guy named spari anbu de plug alagio armadillo Basket, Pork Jerry, Benny Beescape, Bofa D's Nuts, Bradley B, Bronze Yone, Carbon Mantis, Casper, Chris, 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 Hadadbod, Christian V, Cole, C Gladney, Cream Tam, D4 Drake, Daniel JK, Dean R, Dean 709, Drinkin' Bleach, Drum TXT, Duke Bradley, DWZK, D Falconer, Farmer Isaac, Fortimus, Francine1225, Hangry Hippo, Who Farted, I'm a Great Guy, Fear Garden, Jack M, Jake AICSTP Deathbeds, all of the names, Jake, <laughs> Mole Man, Jerry, John Pounder, whose last name isn't actually Pounder, and I think that's some sort of joke, but that's why we sometimes call him John, John P. I think he's told us to call him John Pounder. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but either way, John Pounder. John S, Joan K, Kevin B, Kiosk Bane, our boy Kyle, so close, Potato Pancake, Posh Padre, Magmorpheus, Miyamo Poppy, Migrel, Mike Oxmall, Mima, Moist Sean, Mud, Nasty MFR, 999-999, Obsidian Paladin, Old Mate Dill, Old Nikya, Okami Damashi, Outfox, 
Poorly Hung, a.k.a. Ice, Purple Knight, Are You Swole, Real Crazy, Reclinatus, Root Tigger 35, Russ of Fury, Ryan G, Salted Snail, hi Seth, Shadow, Skalaxon, Sholdveg, Slyoxis, Solaire OS, Submedian, Swain RS, the S's just sort of flow together pretty perfectly, Taco Ninja, Tank Neek, The Chungaroo, The Rep Dog, THG Bang, Sir Thormac, Tiger Guy, Tiki Mug, Troll, T-Pace, Underwear, Valdon, Weird Panda 1, Wonton Dumplings, I like mm. that name, and Zero Fox, Wallow. Thank you to all our uh, wise old men patrons. There are so many of you, and I love you all very dearly. But, yeah, you guys are, are kick-ass. Um, I, I, you can't hear it on the audio, but I'm putting my hands together like a little heart, and I'm showing the camera because I to love you guys. Yeah, I could, I could beat it against the microphone, <laughs> but that seems, like a, that seems like a poor decision given that we're a predominantly audio platform. So yeah, there's there's that for you guys. Um, moving on to the next tier of absolute badasses, we do have the KVD tier. So kicking things off in the King Black Dragon Giga Chad tier, we have Broic Seventy, my dad. Hi, dad. Which, if you're listening to this episode, dad, none of this makes any sense. But good for you for sticking it through an episode. Get on, yeah. <laughs> Cloud Kicker, Dicky Bird, Evasive Ibu, GIM Stones, MB Jones. The Lord Jake himself, I Steam, Rylithian, SatanBot666, Soggy Waffles, Seth Shep, Skuma92, Spartanfire, The Big G Jordy, The Crayola Cran, and ending us off is Toast No Toast. Thank you for your support at the KBD tier. We're trying to find a way to make the KBD tier more valuable for you guys. Because we really are. Like, it's a flex tier, but you guys should still get something for flexing. Yeah. But we're just not sure what. So if you guys have any suggestions that don't involve directly bullying myself, Michael, or anyone else in the community, uh, let us know because we're opening here what you guys um, we're opening here what you guys want. Uh, but that wraps up Patreon. Um, once again, I cannot express how grateful we are for this. Like we we still don't take any of the money outside of like purchasing merch to like show off and buying like i bought a new light that's like an 18 by 12 like fog light which by the way if anyone knows how to get the elgato key light to to sync to what's it called sync to bluetooth that would be awesome because i can't get mine to work um so we'll buy like technical upgrades and things like that but like we don't take a salary for the show um you know things like that you guys are fantastic we're so grateful that we can like make upgrades as necessary to make this show the best it can possibly be. Cause our goal is never to just put an uncut discord recording on, on Spotify, Apple music or yeah. YouTube for you guys. So in a way you guys do help quite a bit with that. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. If you want to be a part of the mega awesome group of people that help us do that, we have additional tiers as well that offer some fun stuff head over to patreon.com forward slash XP waste and you can support for as little as a dollar a month, which we actually just were talking about in the break. I wanted it to be like a quarter. I wanted the gnome child tier to be like as cheap as possible, but Patreon will not let you go below a dollar. Right. Which probably makes sense for like credit card processing fees and like stuff like that. So yeah, it's a dollar. Also 25 cents is probably a weird conversion to like other currencies. So. 
Who knows? Though I'm pretty certain we only have dollars, pounds, and euros on Patreon right now. I could be I mistaken, mistaken, though. Who there's knows? a lot more. Am yeah. I? Are there yeah, really? There's some there's oh. some ones I've never even heard of, which is cool. Appreciate you guys. Oh nice. Yeah, you guys look at that. Support from all <laughs> over the world. You guys are awesome. But yeah, that's uh that those are words. I love this section, but I'm still really bad <laughs> at it. And I think it's time for the community question yeah, yeah. with Let's Michael. Do it. <laughs> so last week we asked you guys in the community question on Spotify and YouTube, what were your thoughts on the wilderness rework? I am upgrading today because I just found out I can read all of the answers off of the computer rather than having to do it on my phone. Did you not know that? I just found out. (laughs) I've been doing it. Michael. reading it off my phone. They've been on the Anchor website for weeks. Listen, dude. Okay, guys. I'm. Oh, my God. Michael would send me community question responses because, like, not all of them we read because, like, sometimes... They're mean. There was like a period of time where like some guy was just just fucking hated me, like unironically. I don't even remember his name. That's how long ago and how little it actually tracked. But like this person would like take time for the community question to be like, man, Oxy's not only stupid, but he sounds weird too. I'm <laughs> like, okay, cool. Thanks, guy. <laughs> Michael would send me that, and I would look on the Anchor website. Meme, Mima in the recording booth chat says agreed. F*** you, Mima. <laughs> um, God, see, now look, Come I've on, got guys. the recording booth chat <laughs> against me now, too. F*** you guys. I take back what I said about the patrons. <laughs> um, but, like, I would go on the website and, like, read these responses, because other times we get really cool, really heartfelt ones that are like, man, this is super cool. I just found out that you didn't know that you could read the community question from the nope. computer. Just finding out. Holy shit, Michael. It's this is your baby. How did you... Oh, Life changing, buddy. Well, I'm proud of you for, for figuring it out. You know you could look at YouTube comments on the computer, I do. Too, I right? look at the YouTube comments on the computer. Oh, my God. I, I have to, like... That's why there's... I don't know if this is behind the scenes. You guys don't need to hear this. But if you're editing the show, which only me and Oxy do, there's always this, like, awkward pause between me finishing the Spotify comments and then going to the YouTube because I'm like putting my phone down and then I'm physically going to the YouTube website. So now I've got both of them pulled up and I'll, I'll be ready to go. So um, other, I'll say this. Other... I'll say this once and for all. The community question is not the place to give us feedback. The, the YouTube comments are not the place to give us feedback. If you want to send meaningful feedback our email is in the description. Please do not do it in the community question because I'm, I'm going to ignore XP it. Waste and say that Oxy guy not only is stupid, but also sounds like shit. Because I cannot have a meaningful conversation with you about your feedback in the community question. There is no place for me to reply. And I'm not going to have a conversation with you episode to episode. So if you would like to give us feedback about the show, if you feel so strongly that you think you need to post it on the community question, head over to the description and send us an email. I'm not saying you can't give us negative feedback because that would be very dumb of me to be like, I only want to hear the good. No, like if you have actual feedback, send it to us in a way that we can have a conversation about it. That's it. I'm done with that. Michael said that. Michael said that so seriously. 
the entire time we were talking about feet pics in the recording booth. All right, guys. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're a pretty cool group of guys over here. I just got a DM from some media. I don't know if I want to. Oh, no. Um, All right, let's go. But, the last week we asked you guys. But I, 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 will, I will say, before we get into just to delay it a little bit longer, uh, channeling the spirit of Hanani here, <laughs> this second section of the episode is so much more doctored than the first section. Between us screwing up the Patreon names, Michael taking 30,000 years to find each community question answer, <laughs> and then me consistently f***ing up the Achievement of the Week. Do you guys remember back before I used to put it in a list? And I was oh just my gosh. From the Levels and Achievements channel? That shit took forever. I um, literally had, now we I like, had to beg Oxy to, to put it in a spreadsheet or something, because by golly... It would take ages, and editing that was so terrible. Yeah, there were huge swaths of times. So like this episode, the second half of the episode is a lot more edited uh, than the first half, just because of how many pauses there are. But Michael, are you finally ready to do the community question? Yes. We've been begging. You yes. All right. Please. All right. <laughs> Last week, one more. Oh thing. my gosh! No, <laughs> Can't I'm do kidding. That. No, just no, just go, just go, just do it. Last please. week, we asked you guys, what are your thoughts on the wilderness rework? And you didn't disappoint. So, Nicholas says, I think it's great that they're adding content for PKers and PVMers. Beneficial for both types of people. And they sign this, Bio. Thank you, Bio. DJ says, I usually avoid the wilderness unless I have to go out there for a clue step. But this update makes me want to go give new bosses a shot at high risk, high reward. Oh, that was Butter6000. What's up, Butter? Good to hear. <laughs> Grooch says, Wilderness scary. <laughs> Wilderness scary. D4 Drake says, Never done the Wildy Boss, but after this episode, I'm convinced to go try Oxy's bolt smacking method. Take me when? Question mark. Yeah, sure. Um, Moishan says, Wilderness scares me. I have never been there in any of my OSR account, OSRS accounts. And I don't know when I'll get the cojones to go and try the content. But I think the rework itself is just fine. Mockcat says, yeah, nah. I mean, maybe if I wipe, <laughs> I'll YOLO it. But until then, I'm not about to risk everything I have. If I ever... Mockcat, you stay safe. Kid. Yeah. Don't, don't go... Mockcat's the only one who I'll permit to not enter the wilderness. Mockcat is our resident UIM. Uh, they finished it off with saying... If you ever want to ask questions about the UIM, UIM life, feel free to message me. Maybe we will. James says, I did some masses with the streamers on release and had more fun than I've ever had in a while. We'll definitely be checking out again in the future. Great update. Now this one from Dudeheim, I actually have to translate because I am not reading French. <laughs> so he says in French, I don't have the balls to enter the wilderness, but it looks like it's the caves returning to two point. It's the rev caves 2.0. Yeah, returning 2.0. Rev caves returning 2.0. It, it translated weird. Um, but yeah, thanks, dude. Heim. Keep sending them in different languages and I'll keep, I'll keep translating it. Je me revenant caves. I don't know. I don't know. That's my best attempt. Um, and that was literally just me saying words in, in what I think is a French accent. Uh, <laughs> Torin says, 
I think it's a great thing. However, like Oxy said, I'll never go to the Wildy again. I got the KBD pet and that's all that I wanted. Finally, on Spotify, Real Crazy says, The Wilderness or the Wildy Bosses have always been a no-go for me. I barely go there for clues or anything else. But after hearing Oxy's advice on a gear setup, I might reconsider it in the future. Oxy, there's like three people that you have changed their mind about the wilderness. What a freaking legend. Good. That's, that's the idea. When The wilderness is scary because you have the potential to lose everything. But I have always said, if you cannot be killed in a way that matters, in a way that affects you financially, do the content. Right. Because if you want to get really petty, if you're being chased by a PKer, right-click empty your potions. Release your chinchampas. Like, do, do, like, the petty shit to give them the least amount of gain possible. Because, again, PKers are a legitimate group of people for old school RuneScape. They deserve to have good updates, and it, it just happens. You, you die when you go in the wilderness. This is one of those, as I'm actively being killed, I do not care what PKers think about the game. I just want them to leave me alone. But in the grand scheme of things, PKers are totally fine for the wilderness. It's part of the game. Um... <laughs> when you bring minimal risk and can do like efficient trips mm -hmm. like imagine how much more efficient Venonatus, Callisto, and Vedion would be if you could take Torva and like a scythe like, like just imagine what that would look like in full Inquisitor with a mace you know mm -hmm. but no one's going to risk that so you know when you when you find the balance between not losing your entire bank and still doing an efficient trip the wilderness is so much less scary because even if you lose a two mil looting bag, what'd you actually lose? Nothing. Cause you never saw that value in your bank. Right. That ne the value never went to anything. Right. I have been killed as a white whale before I've lost it. I think my record was, I lost 2.7 mil. Cause I did like a 26 kit trip. Venonatus kill. I loaded that bitch up with like 1500, uh, my crossbow, 1500 charges. And I, I didn't even lose anything I was protecting. Oh no. I just got bodied by like a group of four people and I was there for so long. I got like onyx bolts, the, the spider eggs, the snapdragons. I, ugh. yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most I've ever lost because I was cocky. But, you know, as far as like most of the time, if you see people die, they lose between like 200 and 400 K. That's the setup you want to go with. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Wilderness good. Finally, over on the YouTube comments, we have two. Uh, YS. Wyas says, Weems? no, this isn't Weems. This is uh, Wyas <laughs> says, it's actually awesome how active the Wildy is right now. Though some may be tilted with how often they're being attacked coming from an Iron Man. My buddies are having so much fun just running around bossing, defending, and just running. It's a great update. And finally, Savage Big Dad says, I like the rework. I think it's great that you actually fight the bosses now instead of just figuring out how to glitch mechanics to safe spot them. The update to the wildy weapons is fun. I wish that I just wish the solo boss variants were less populated. Also, Dan the Bone Man ad is the best. Hey, thanks. Uh, actually, we had Hanani make that ad for us, a little commercial in last week's episode. So shout out to you, Hanani. Thank yeah. you so much. That's gonna do it for the community question this week, guys. If you want to answer the community question for this episode, it's going to be, in your opinion, what is the most overrated mid-game gear upgrade that you have? 
or that you will, you know, just kind of going off of what we what we talked about in this episode. What do you think is the most overrated gear upgrade? We'd like to hear your thoughts. So you can answer that question yeah. on the community questions section on Spotify or the <clears throat> pinned comment of this YouTube video. And you know what? Let's make it even spicy. Let's go with on. Let's go with on tradables too, because in the recording booth chats of media, the man who's refusing to play barbarian assault said, "Fighter torso, f it. Who needs it? Ooh, let me know about spicy. your tradable ones too. What's an overrated untradable too? I don't <laughs> care. Let's let's just hear it. What are you, what are you guys' <laughs> thoughts? Let's get the let's get the controversy yeah. rolling next week. Doesn't even have to be viable. Just what is the most overrated gear upgrade that you uh, currently have or may be looking for? So. Thank you so much, guys. Now it's over to you, my dear friend, Oxy. Indeed it is, because Achievement of the Week is completed. Achievement of the Week is done. We have filled it out before Michael even hopped on Discord. Wow. So we're, we're prepared for Achievement so of the Week. Proud. I feel like we, most of the time, we, like if I get 20 minutes to look through levels and achievements before we can record, I can get it done. But sometimes I just can't, <laughs> like depending on when I like get up or get home or whatever. But So this week is pretty impressive to me because normally skilling is king above all we get a lot of 99s mm -hmm. y'all sons of bitches had a bloodlust this Ooh. week and there are so many combat achievements we're going to save it for the very end but starting things off we have two quest capers in the miscellaneous category we have 999999 who's told us multiple times it's just one 999 but Nine nine. I don't even remember how that started. I think he like his typed it yeah, out. It was twice typed or out nine, like typed out nine nine nine, and on the end of that, it was also the the numbers nine nine nine. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, and he said just one, and we're like, so six, so six nines. <laughs> um, so he got his quest cape, as did uh, former bingo teammate uh, Dean seven oh nine. He was down bad. We were at theater blood running with. We were like doing uh, like learners and carries for Tom. We took Dean on a TOV. He got it done for a night at the theater, uh, and he sat in VC with us while we raided. And he struggled so goddamn hard with that <laughs> monkey platform from MM2. He's like, "This is my last fucking what I need for my quest game. Uh, this is bullshit." We actually he had to take a break. He was down pretty bad with it, but the next day he got it. Done. That's awesome. So. Just goes to show that if you persevere, you will get your quest cape because that puzzle sucks. The monkey platform, it's really hard. So proud of you, Dean. Proud of you, 999. Both got your quest cape. Never have to do that shit again. <laughs> Even Dean in the recording booth chat said, F that. Like, he's just not for it. Moving on to skilling, though. We have a, a couple 99s, but, like, not as many as normal. <coughs> Uh, so kicking things off with skilling, Tifa Lockhart got two 99s this week. She got her first with 99 farming and then 99 fire making right afterwards. Soul got 99 farming. Dean, making his second appearance this week, got 99 farming as well. Combobulation, a.k.a. Jack and Clubs, because frankly I don't know which is his in-game <laughs> name and which is his Discord name for as much as I've talked to him. He got 99 crafting. Oops, all bad. TMD's Iron Man, who's not in our group, uh, got 99 farming. So that's his second 99 farming on all of his accounts. Fumble Swing got 99 strength. For Vitney, got 99 fishing with Monkfish from like 72 to that's 99. That's insane, but also awesome. That's 
It's like a hundred thousand monkfish yeah. the man caught. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I salute you and your commitment to that grind, brother. Because I could not do that. That's shit. like getting Fortimus. That's like getting ninety nine mining from Amethyst from ninety two or ninety. Yeah, ninety two takes forever. That's probably more akin to like getting ninety nine mining through like adam and oh very true like like just like mining veins of adam and ore which god mining back in the day must have been so bad how did people mine pre-osrs how did people mine in 2007 it's a power mine iron that was probably the fastest way to do it but that's such dog whatever i would hate it (laughs) nobody has 99 mining this week so it doesn't matter uh fortimus got 99 agility Robot Shiftly, I think I'm saying that correctly. Robot Shiftly got 99 hit points, and D Falconer got 99 strength, which I think is his first 99. It might be Shiftly's first 99 too, with 99 hit points. Not 100 percent sure. We've got some total levels as well. Uh, Clan Mom Caper got 2K total, as did Salted Snail. Woo. Congratulations to the both of you, Caper and Seth, for your 2K total. And in addition to 99 agility, Fortimus. Has completed the big three, rune crafting, mining, and agility, and has achieved 2.2k total level as well. So he is pushing for that max cape. For, uh, for at this point, when the big ones are out of the way, Michael, I think you even yeah, said it. It's smooth, smooth sailing, sailing, baby. Like you're done. When you got mining, agility, and rune crafting out of the way, you are the cheering. only thing max cape. Yeah, too. the only thing that you could hinder that is viables. But even then, there are cheap ways to do almost everything. So, yeah, I was I was listening to the to the episode we talked about. Well, episode forty eight that we referenced a lot in this episode, and you yourself even said there's a lot of like neutral GP per XP, like one GP per XP, two GP per XP methods that are a lot slower but a lot more financially viable. Like there's ways that you break even in herb lore. It takes like three times as long, but you still break mm-hmm. even. Like you do it with crafting. Um and it's just a matter of like what is more valuable to you, your GP or your time. And it it is it all just depends on where you're at in your account. Cause I always tell people in mid game, early late game that like money is more valuable because you need you need to purchase so many things. Well, we've listed off so many things that you should be buying. No shot, Nuggy just got the stale baguette. LFG, that's worth shouting out. Um, I think, I think that the, yes, time is money in some instances. But the cool thing is, if you do the big three, you've got a little cash in your pocket. Like runecrafting makes you money, mining makes you money, and if you sell your marks of grace or your crystal shards, that's going to make you money as well. There are sepulcher. So there are not bio methods that make you money to fund the buyables. So if you do it right, you've got money in your pocket. And I'm I'm hoping that he had enough from those three to fund like herb lore and and smithing and things like that. Yeah, because there's, I mean, like, I feel like even Giant's Foundry is a little bit cheaper than like gold nowadays. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Don't quote me on that, but. Yeah, so that's the skilling portion of Achievement of the Week. And like I said earlier, rounding things out with combat, y'all were bloodthirsty this week. There are so many people who killed so much shit <laughs> this week. Finally, have the return of the Fire Capes. His name is Eighth Try and Boston Sport. Boston's been around for a long damn time. Boston finally got his first Fire Cape, as did Eighth Try. So 
it, it warms my heart to know that balance has returned and fire capes are back Yay. in the rotation. We have more first fire capes. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people who killed things for the first time this week, which it, that's addition to the fire cape. So that's cool as hell. We've got Nate. They killed their first Zalra this week. Uh, False Doggo. He killed Gauntlet and Zalra. So he did two of them. Evil on Olive. Did his first corrupted and possibly did his first gauntlet because he posted a screenshot that was like the grind begins and he had two KC. So I don't know if he got one before him. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. So definitely first corrupted, but quite possibly first regular as well. Santher 5150 got his first Zalra. Replin Wolf got his first Zalra. Jimothy got his first gauntlet. Binding Bink got his first Zalra. <laughs> Jonwa, whose Discord name is Gay Raccoon, which I love, got his first Zalra. Humble Owl got his first Gauntlet, and Shady716 got his first Corrupted Gauntlet. That's not all, though, folks. Jamie got her Missouri Crafting Kit, so now she has the Missouri Max Cape, which just looks so nice. I wish it was a little bit shinier, but I think it works pretty well. I think there's room for, like, a Gilded Max Cape one day, you know? That'd look cool as hell. A gilded max cape, that would look pretty sick. You know, that would that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. Or maybe like a like a gemstone max cape. A bedazzled max cape. Who knows? That'd be awesome. Uh Mima also earned his uh Metafight kit. Uh I could make fun of him for being carried, but I don't have a Metafight kit, so <laughs> I can't do that. So Mima, congratulations on getting your uh your ornament kit. That's a four twenty five, I think, in TOA. It's pretty sick. Uh M. Scotty completed the easy and the medium tier of the combat achievements. We've been listening to him work on that for a little while, so I'm sure he's pushing on to hards here pretty soon. He's a gamer. Um, but speaking of gamers, Spari completed his hard combat achievements this week. A lot of killing has been <coughs> done, and I could not be happier. Literally blossoming PVMers. This is so, so fun <laughs> to see. Because the first is the hardest one. And from here on out, you're, you are cheering. Zalras might still suck, but everything else is a lot easier once you kill it the first yeah. time. You know um, what I think it was? Last two episodes, hmm. you've started it out with, we have had no one kill Zalra for the first time. We have had no fire caves. And then people are like, we're going to change that. And they just like, they just sent it. They're like, that's the, that's the motivation and I need. I, <laughs> I couldn't be happier yeah. because I love seeing this stuff. I love first. Like I said, you get to a certain point where firsts are few and far between. And it's it's really cool to see other people achieving things. It's nostalgic. It's fun. So congratulations to everyone who has achieved something awesome this week. If you did something awesome and you want to share it with us, come join our Discord. Discord.gg forward slash forward slash OSRSTNL. I said last week it would trip me up. I was not wrong. It always does. Come join that and come post about your achievements. I say it every week. It doesn't have to be an infernal max cape. It can be anything, right? People post even like not milestone levels. Like people update us every level when they get an agility level going for 99. They update us every level going for construction or smithing or whatever. And that's still cool. Like, there's nothing like spam the levels and achievements chat with the shit that you do. I don't care. I don't necessarily care about like 15 wood cutting, 
But, I mean, if it's 90, 91, 92, 93, I got no problem with that. Like, that's cool, mm-hmm. you know? Post about your awesome drops. We have a lot of channels that are, like, really cool for IRL stuff, too. People have, you know, posted stuff for pets, food. Um, we all, like, I feel like we don't talk about very often the fact that we do have a pretty solid OSRS section we have like a mini gear discord style thing in one of the tabs where people can ask about advice for any piece of content mm-hmm. from Brya Fida up to the Inferno. You can get advice. We have a skilling section. You can talk about stuff. Fizzle a couple of weeks ago made like a comprehensive profitable farming guide that we pinned in there. Like we have a pretty bustling runescape section as well. So join that and learn a thing or two and post a thing or two because we want to see it. So the link for the Discord's in the description, because if I say it again, I'm going to trip over it and look like an idiot on my own show. So check it out. It's awesome. Come join. Yeah. Best Discord in the world, like I said. Confirmed, confirmed by everybody. Yeah. So, Michael, I believe it is time. We, we Every week, baby, what, what do we finish with? with? Fun question. You're goddamn right. What do we got this so, week? So this week, from the fun question section in our Discord, shout out to Discord, Cloud Kicker says... If you could add any one feature from in the game to your POH, what would it be? He says, I'll start. I would add a dock that would allow me to access charter ships from inside the POH. That would be sick. That would be really, really cool. So, Oxy, do you have anything off the dome? I have one that is so just utterly stupid. And would be so ridiculous ridiculously game-breaking but still would be i think it would really take away from the game but i think for it would make for training a skill particularly okay i suppose this could extend to a lot of different skills but a room in the house we'll use slayer as the example but i suppose you could expand this to all 23 skills a room in the house that is like a dungeon instance like when you walk downstairs Let's say your Slayer task is 150 Abyssal Tones. While you are downstairs, over time, 150 Abyssal Demons will spawn in this room and attack you in one of your houses, one of the rooms of your houses, in like a dungeon basement or something like that. You can stack them up, you can burst them, you can whip them, you can do whatever you want. It's multi-combat, and monsters will spawn in your POH, depending on what Slayer task you have. Maybe you have to put GP in, like 100k per task, and they'll spawn in your house. That would make Slayer fly by. Yeah. Uh, maybe the room is, like, the size of four rooms, so you could stick a cannon in there, and they spawn from far away, and you could, like, upgrade it with, like, you know, corners for bursting yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Um who knows it'd be it'd be something like that where like the slayer task comes to you um obviously it wouldn't work for like boss tasks like commander ziliana you would not get 35 commander zilianas in your house though i've said it once and i'll say it again god damn a man can dream (laughs) but you know for like slayer monsters essentially that would show up to your house and it wouldn't be used all the time right it's like let's say for example you get a hydra task you could go to your POH and you could kill 150 Hydras in your POH, but that's a big waste of money because you won't be able to kill big Hydra, right? So who knows? Maybe it's not used for everything, but uh, but I think it'd be cool to have like 
kind of like a like a Nazi zombies like wave slayer thing. thing. Yeah, like, like waves they come one at you and at shit. A time, like it's and just then it's like three, demons. and then it's like five. That'd be mm-hmm. cool. You get to like wave seven. There's like seventeen abyssal demons coming out. It would you, be which neat like, if there was like, uh, like filler monsters in there too. Like if you had mm-hmm. the, the first wave was like ten goblins and then one abyssal demon, and then it's kind of like the, the 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 fight caves waves where two of one thing mm-hmm. equals another, and eventually you get up to maybe Sire <laughs> is like the end boss for that for that encounter. We're we're just creating like brand new mini games to train Slayer. <laughs> Mimas says a hundred and ninety serbs, serbs oh at gosh. once. Sure, God, that would be a shit show. The Gur would immediately kill you. But that's the best part. Yeah, like not only do you have the choice to either fight the boss variant like Cerberus or have Hellhound spawn in your house. If they still gave you drops, that would be awesome. Yeah. And you can't die in your POH. That's. True. So you don't have to use supplies either. Huh. You could just like raw dog an abyssal demon's <laughs> task with no prayer and just restore at the pool or just die and come back in and yeah, kill Because They like, would have to balance it to where there's like a there's like a death reclaim chest though. Like it could be significantly I, I cheaper. The, the way but to, yeah. The way to balance it would be that they don't drop anything, you just get the slip. Oh. The way like if you kill abyssal demons, they have gotcha. no loot table, but they still offer the same slayer XP. okay that way it's like it's a little bit of a cost input if you want to use supplies yeah. and maybe you have to pay to unlock oh. maybe you pay to unlock monsters so like or it's like a nightmare zone instance say, where like you pay to start it and if you leave or you die like mm-hmm. it's a one mil instance fee and then if you die you have to repay that one mil yeah or maybe you like it's a permanent unlock where if you spend 12 mil you unlock a that would be cool. demons that'd be cool uh or it's like <clears throat> what would it be like a hundred thousand times the slayer level I, people are going to make fun of me for math so like 8.5 mil for abyssal demons 8 mil for necreals <clears throat> i don't know if that's ten thousand or one hundred thousand i'm going to get made fun of for it i don't really care um but yeah maybe it corresponds to the slayer level that that like the money you spend unlocks that monster for that task so some tasks like kurasks and blood velds are cheaper but like really good burstable xp like smoke devils mm. is expensive to unlock yeah i love so that who knows trillo says slayer point lock that'd be cool that could be another thing Ten thousand slayer points you can unlock this room for your so house. many slayer points i don't know i love it i mean it's it's ridiculous slayer i love XP, it though. though yeah like could you imagine because like at that point if you're bursting neck reels in your POH and they're infinitely spawning until your task is done, you stack them up, you burst them, you go upstairs, you change your spell book to NPC contact, you... You would never leave the house. Use NPC like contact, <laughs> you get another Slayer task, and you kill it in your basement wow. again. Like, Slayer XP... IRL simulator. Skyrockets at that point. So yeah, it's but you're not getting any of the monetary value, which I think people it would balance it. It literally would balance it because right now you're going training Slayer for uh, I would say from like seventy five to ninety nine. It's a money factory with all of the monsters that literally just drop supplies that you can sell. It would be a massive balancing with it just giving you the XP. So mm-hmm. I love that. That's still broken. Still would not work well. Yeah, in the game. it would. They would. But pretty cool. <laughs> Lots of tweaking. It's so funny 
that you said that because I had the exact same thought, but on the skilling side, yeah. my idea is uh, take kind of like the wilderness resource idea that everything is there, but mm-hmm. okay. So for instance, you could put a wall of amethyst rocks in your house somewhere and mm-hmm. it would, you know, you would, it would be for like, you could open it up to your friends. So like, hey, come into my house and skill with me so that you're not battling for those resources. Um, mm-hmm. But it costs money to enter it like it does with the wilderness resource. So like to get into the gate where the amethyst rocks are, you would have to pay like 50K every single time. So like leaving to go bank uh, would just, it would, it would balance it in the sense that it's a money sink. Um, then I thought about the idea of like, okay, well, it would be kind of broken to put an entire bank in your house, but having a bank deposit box in your house would be kind of nice for those types of things. Because there are certain skills where you're just dropping them. If you put a redwood tree in your house, you're not taking any time to bank them. Uh, you can, because it's if the bank deposit box is right there, it wouldn't be that bad. But there are certain things that you skill and drop, like fish. Um, you could put like a barbarian fishing spot, have a little dock. Like like Cloud Clicker, Cloud Kicker said, um, but the same idea that you had for combat, literally any skilling method you can think of, can be added to this. Th- it would be a room essentially, where mm-hmm. to enter the room you have to pay, and but you could add <clears throat> as many of those different rooms as you want. If you want an amethyst room, if you want a redwood room, if you want a barbarian fishing room, it's all there for you. But the cool thing is it's accessible by your friends. Um, Do you want to know where that option would be so much better? Where? Read my Clan mind. Hall. Where would the, the, the clan, clan Hall? Because that would be I so neat. I love that idea. Do you know how awesome it would be, Michael, if me, you, Scape, Demo, and TMD pitched in for a 200 mil upgrade to get a redwood oh tree in our gosh, clan dude. hall? If we could get like an amethyst mine, because then it would bring the clan together. Like, yes, the clan all hangs out on the same world. We have a lot of people on 514. There's a running joke that like we're a 90% American clan that hangs out on a UK (laughs) world because back when we were an eight person clan, we were like 50 50 people from Europe and people from the United States. Um, Except for poor Damo and Spartan RIP. It's never going to be an Aussie world, fellas. but the ticks are really good on 514. It's like 97% good ticks right now. So, you know, you can work through the ping once you get good, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that would be so cool to like bring everyone to one place. So the people who are training mining and the people who are training agility and the people who are training wood cutting, maybe it scales with your level like in RS3. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, where like there's like a clan hall resource thing and like. Maybe you don't, it's not going to lock you out if you don't cap resources. That's dumb as f***. Please don't ever add that. But, like, just a fun place to skill with your friends. And you can all be in the same room as other people doing whatever. Because what makes skilling a million percent better, Michael? People. Other people. But what makes skilling a million percent worse? Other people. Fighting for resources makes skilling terrible. So, yes, yeah, that is true. So who knows? Uh, they would have to really work with it to say, like, uh, yeah, 
Like these are, it would have like upper level mother load mind mechanics, you know, because you wouldn't want to say, ah, oh, I've got 514, I've got world 514 in the clan hall. Sorry, guys. Because then it's just like, just go to the actual spot and, and, and go there, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it, was a, if it was a thing where you had to pay to get in and there was no actual bank, you had to go like out of your house or out of the clan hall to actually get to, well, there's a clan, there's a bank in the clan hall, but we're talking POH. The, the room in your house, it would be balanced in the sense that you're not going to be able to stay in there forever. If you needed to change, mm-hmm. you know, if you wanted to change to Redwoods, you would have to leave, go find a bank, get your axe out, and then come back. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, Trillo said it, and it, it, it sparked an idea, like mounted, more mounted jewelry. Just like a mounted Slayer ring would be amazing. Like if you could buy an Eternal Gem, and mount it in your house, I would have an Eternal Gem right now. Like, I don't have it you now. You want to talk about an overrated mid-game purchase right there. The Eternal Gem is worthless, but if you could put that bitch in your house, I don't I don't think I've even unlocked Slayer Rings on my main Oh, account. yeah. So, like, <laughs> that would be cool as hell to put one of those yeah. in there. Sweet. Cloud Cooker, thank you so much for the fun question, dude. That, was, that sparked a lot of good con, uh, conversation. Jmods, if you're listening, again, Ideas are absolutely free. Just need to don't use mine. Mine would destroy. Don't use his. But as Michael's, it is. <laughs> Michael's is is fucking awesome for the thing. Yeah, can I? Because I really like that idea of like maybe you don't even get resources. You just want to get relatively scaled XP with your yeah. friends, and it costs like hundreds of to add it. Add yeah, in. we just need more clan like, hall stuff in added, general, man. If we added a 250 mil redwood tree, like, sure, it gets redwood logs, but, like, redwood logs are worth 344 GP apiece. 250 mil divided by 344 seems like an absurd amount of redwood logs that I don't think we would ever be able to profit from that. So make it ridiculously expensive so, like, high-level clans could hang out with each other. The only downside I ever see to any of this is, like, bots... But I don't care enough to to break down the bot problems. Bots, bots will ruin, ruin everything, everything old anyway. So. so anyway, Cloud Kicker again. Thank you so much for the question. If you guys want to send us a fun question to answer on the show, you can do that one of many ways. The best being sending us a postcard. I checked the PO box two days ago and there was nothing. So didn't get a postcard. <laughs> Very sad. That sad day. Um, but send us a postcard. PO box six three four. Haslett, Texas, 76052. It's also in the description. And uh, you can email us or you can post it on our Discord. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Hey, a whip. There's also this new thing we've been doing is anytime somebody gets a whip, we just say, hey, a whip. And it's great. Anyway, Oxy, I think it's your turn to take us out, my friend. I think it is, folks. It's been a fun episode. I've had a lot of fun thinking of stuff. I had a lot of fun talking about it with Michael in the recording booth chat. Um, <clears throat> I've gained uh, 1.1 million Firemaker XP. And I have burned through a lot of Redwood logs. So 99 coming soon, Brody. I guess. Um, <clears throat> I have about an hour left on the Noibat Community Day. And I'm really trying to get me a shiny. So I'm going to get us out of here. And I'll let you know if I have a shiny... Uh, a shiny Noivern by Sweet. next week. So, yeah. All right, guys. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye.